Dun, 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 dun. How y'all doing, everybody? Welcome. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up, y'all. Don't go to bed just yet. Okay. Y'all ain't got to be nowhere tomorrow anyway. You know, so you might as well just hang out for this movie review extravaganza. Who's got nowhere to go tomorrow? Oh, I do. I'll tell you where I got to go. I got to go somewhere tonight. Uh-oh. Which oh. I don't want to go to. Uh-oh. I go back to. How y'all doing, everybody? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. What'd you leave behind? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> My damn mind. <laughs> How y'all doing, everybody? Welcome to the Movie Review Extravaganza. I'm one of you night I'm Corey Coleman uh, tracks who Coleman up here I know. I'm wearing this in commemoration of something that has become a tradition but I'll tell you about that in a little bit oh is that your new one yeah this is my, this is my latest one Martin Thomas and new critique up here Julian Hemdinger. Me. Hemdinger, how you doing, sir? Doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. A fancy tracksuit. Yeah. Well, you, one part of that is right. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's shiny and sparkling. It's a tracksuit already. <laughs> well, fancy. But hey, how y'all doing, everybody? I like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's comfortable. It's comfy. It's very comfy. How y'all doing? You get comfy. Get comfy with this. Sit down and enjoy yourself. We're going to be here for a while. Talking about some movies. What else we're gonna do on a show called the Movie Review Extravaganza? Well, sometimes we talk about shows, and sometimes we talk about I don't know. What you say, Martin? Uh, hot dogs? What you say? But you know, you never know what we'll review up here on this show. But tonight we have some movies for you. What are they? Look at that in a little bit. But let's all get settled in right now. Oh, and Pixie's here, everybody. How you hey, doing? You, you getting settled? <laughs> you getting settled, Larry? She look guilty when I did that. Ah, uh, folks, I <clears throat> hope y'all had a very good Christmas. Not good. Hope you had a great Christmas, and want to hear all about it. But first, let's go ahead and get into this show. Martin just came in from out of town. Mm-hmm, just flew in. Yeah, thank flew you. Flew in hot. I thought you go. I thought you said, "Boy, my arm's tired." I was about no, to come on, man. <laughs> Not that much of a hat, please. You just started out when you said, "Man, I just flew in, boy." I was like, "Don't you do it?" No, no. Don't you do no, it? No, no. Uh, you didn't go anywhere. No, just stay at home. Yeah, I made pigs in a blanket. My Christmas tradition. Ah, you have a tradition too. Yeah, nice, very nice. Uh, do you use the bix- the biscuit mix? Yeah. What yeah. kind of biscuit mix do you use? Uh, just the uh, the Pillsbury one. Okay. Solid. I usually, yeah, I usually like explore the different ones. They had they the Hawaiian roll one. I was like, oh. Oh, oh don't, tell my, don't tell Adam about that. <laughs> Adam loves those rolls, man. Yeah, I mean, that shit's good. It's yeah, lots it's of butter. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I, I remember Hawaiian rolls. I don't eat them that much anymore. I mean, they're practically donuts. No, they are. Yeah. <laughs> they're practically just dope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that and like the little mini weenies. And then my new thing that I do is I have like a sriracha everything bagel seasoning. Oh, nice. And I, I cover that in them, you know. Yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. really work it to get it on there. But if you put it on before, it burns. So it's like, okay. ah, put it on after. Kind of like a tahine. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know, my mother, speaking of burning, we used to, I grew up on, a, <laughs> I grew up on Pillsbury biscuits. That's why I asked. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, when we were when we were young, man, uh, when I was growing up at home, and uh, my mom was actually cooking for a family, she would uh, make those Pillsbury biscuits, mm-hmm. and she would always burn that shit. The bottom of the all the, <laughs> the biscuits, the bottom, the bottom of those biscuits are like goddamn hockey pucks, yeah, man. Yeah, I know. I was like, I it's mean, leaving them in there too long. I, yeah, she never could make my mother, and my mother could cook, but she burned. And you don't do no put them in the oven, right? She burned the fuck out those biscuits she, though. She didn't have the, uh, the attention span. No, she didn't. They're she, tricky. They they burn pretty quick and they cook fast. Yeah, well. And it says, like, cook them for 12 minutes. No, bullshit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you think that. Yeah, yes. 
Oh shit! That scared the fuck out of me. That was loud. Let me go and cut that, that down. I thought that, that was, was my phone. That was the uh, that was the latest uh, alert. But let me cut that down. <laughs> That's an alert, all right. <laughs> Damn. Yes. Whoa, that was loud. Like, pay attention to me, goddammit. it. Yeah. <laughs> thought that was my mama. <laughs> Talking about my biscuits. No, ma'am. <laughs> let me cut this down, y'all. There he is. There he is. All right. Oh, let me go to my dashboard over here. Cut this down. Yeah, my mother. You think after five years she learned to <laughs> stop burning that shit? But she no, it's like she didn't give a Every shit. Every time. Yeah, she had yeah. a thing called a uh, condition called I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she and the reason why. Let me cut this down, y'all. The reason why I, all, I I knew that she was cooking them wrong or burning them because I would, when we would spend the night at a friend's house, they would also be making biscuits, uh -huh. and that shit came out just as flaky uh -huh. and fluffy and fluffy. Pay attention to what they were doing. Yeah, but no, nah, she put that shit in the oven, got on the phone, and started talking. Yeah, she probably had the fire too high as well. Yeah, yeah, man, I knew was, knew exactly what was going on. But yeah, man, I remember those days, boy. Yeah, if you if you're not careful and you're just eyeballing them, they'll look done mm -hmm. and they will they yeah. will be hard as a rock. Mm -hmm. oh, she wouldn't even eyeball them. My eyeballs were everywhere but those goddamn biscuits, man. <laughs> she was probably going by smell. And by, and by the time you smell it, it's too late. <laughs> yeah, it's burnt by that yeah. point. Yeah, I had not I had my mother that's you know, I have fun memories of burnt biscuits, man, because that's all we just ate. In fact, I thought that's how they were made until right. I went to somebody else's right. house. No, no, you're supposed to peel off the bottom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just get that butter knife and start scraping. You'll be yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, people, kids would come to our house and be like, damn, why are these biscuits so hard? <laughs> these rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, aren't your biscuits hard too? <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, kids would take them home and use it to hold papers down and shit. <laughs> Yeah, how y'all doing? Can't though? Tell you had a table that was wobbly. Yeah, he probably putting one of them biscuits under there, boy. Shit, you needed to throw a rock at somebody. Take one of my mama's biscuits, man. Those things were weapons. Break a window with this shit. It's funny how you grow up with things, man, and you just you kind of miss it because that's just how it was. Uh -huh. I just kind of got used to it. Yeah. Make that shit all wrong. Nostalgic for bird food. Yeah, for food that just cooked wrong. Yeah, how y'all doing though? Good to have y'all here. I see y'all trying to get that hype train going. Y'all at number two. Go on, take it to number three. But you know what? While we wait on that, let's go ahead and introduce the chat fam starting the OG chat and those side bitches. Oh, man, while I was gone, Kevin Spacey came into the studio. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And stay toasted, my friends. <laughs> How'd he get in here? I must have left the door when I was gone. Hey, man, you got to get him on your DT interviews. I, I know. I know. I need to put that old interview up. Uh-huh. Yeah, I should, man. I should definitely put that old interview up, man. I I, uh, I got it around here somewhere too, man. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll try to upload that because he ain't going nowhere. No, he right, he'll, he'll be back on Christmas. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but you know what, man? He had me laughing that last one because he because he was messing with C T Tucker Carlson. Uh huh. Anybody that fucks with Tucker Carlson is a friend of mine. <laughs> oh, let me. Oh, Martin, why are you doing this, man? Why you, why, you getting, why you getting something to mess with? Oh, no. <laughs> you know you can't do no oh, no, no no dick no dick I think I actually did that. You that's, said that's, the same. That's AI. You know, no, that's you. I can tell you how it's you because they got me like that too. I didn't know I was doing. No, okay. I know I was doing dick sucking motions and they they got me. See, they just got me just then. Oh, whatever it is, Martin, it's good too. <laughs> Tongue is out and everything. Damn. Of course, I, I got good technique. It looks like. You do. <laughs> Shit, I'm getting hard looking at this. Uh, 
boy. And then then I got soft. Look at that Billy right there. Look at that. That's a G. Kobe special, oh, man. Huh? Oh, boy. <laughs> That's actually one of his better ones. <laughs> he just sticks that face in anywhere. Lighting's on, wrong. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was like the cowardly lion for a second. I was like, I know. what is that? <laughs> yeah, who is that? Oh, oh I see. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's uh, Billy Brooks alone. <laughs> stupid. I'm sorry, y'all. Anyway, <laughs> I'm talking about his stupid shit. And I'm just as dumb. I'm on your level now. Who is this? Oh, the Girth Brooks. Hope you guys have seen Bollywood Michael Jackson. Man, you showed us this already. We played it. <laughs> what the hell were you doing this past Christmas, man? Well, you, you played as that shit. I hope you've seen this shit that I gave y'all two times already. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to trick us. Yeah, we've seen it. You've seen. You've actually seen two of them. We've seen both of them. You gotta see it from both angles, though. <laughs> she must have been drinking. He must have sent that shit and just passed up. <laughs> I hope they like my Bollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Make get some man. They never watch my shit, man. Well, I'm gonna sit it again. <laughs> they gonna watch this time. <laughs> Boy, what are you eating now? What are you? What are you? What are you addicted to now? That got you passed out in the street? What is this? Yeah, what is it now? What is, is that? Orange Julius? <laughs> oh. Man, I keep forgetting to bring your orange Julius. Oh, oh, there it is. I'm sorry. There, there. It is. <laughs> Jeez, curled up, curled up on the no, street. No, no shoes. No shoes. <laughs> Big ass feet. Surrounded by cups. Either that's a cup of noodles or that's an orange Julius. I don't know. Uh, whatever it is, man. You need, you need to get off this shit, man. Yeah, I guess so. You need some help, man. <laughs> now, that photo's real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got some orange Julius? I'll suck your dick. <laughs> Finally get this money, get that Julius. Oh, yeah. That's the stuff. Last one. <laughs> oh, what is this? What, oh, Mr. Yasmin, boy, y'all just getting silly and silly, white and hairy. <laughs> that's me. That's you. That, <laughs> that, so that's actually the most real thing that we've had so far. Yeah, yeah, you are that white and hairy. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at that fur. Now, now you don't have hair; you got fur. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, all I'm, over. I'm, you know, I'm, I know I'm gonna get you for next Christmas. Do you ever <laughs> shave your body hair? No. Okay, then. Uh, yeah. So, I, if I sent you something to do that, you wouldn't use it. I once uh, I did an infomercial <laughs> for Back Shaver once. <laughs> it paid me a hundred bucks to have a woman shave my back in a fancy house. It was nice. nice. Oh yeah. Really? It was an infomercial? <laughs> yeah. Wow. They're they're probably using it somewhere at three a.m. on some note. Can we find that infomercial? I, I don't know. I never even saw it. Do you know the name of it? No. Okay. It, it was some back shaver, electronic back shaver. Someone researched that. Have fun. And you just stood there and they just shaved your back. Yeah. And you got pay. Okay. And you never saw where that went because that could be somebody's fetish video. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, man. They gave me a hundred dollars. It was all, it was less than an hour. <laughs> shave, shave. <laughs> Exposure's exposure, man. Exactly. Well, you, you exposed your back then. Right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Raw. Yeah. Uh, somebody, somebody trash sales for John Deere. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll claw that. Put a mower on your back. <laughs> it was one of those things where, like, my back was hairier than they expected, and they kind of jammed the thing up, so they kind of did like an illusion of it. They were like there, like, and then like they had like a shot where they're like, "Wow, look how smooth it is." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, none of that shit works, man. No. And it's all fake. Uh, we have a friend who's a who's a, a scientist 
mm-hmm. who was hired to play a scientist, <laughs> except he was not a scientist in the thing that he was hired to play. Uh-huh. And, he, and all they did, the, they did that shit, but they just put a white coat on him. Uh-huh. He had to come in and say, I believe in this. <laughs> Science says. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I, I, I do know who you're talking about, but as a scientist, shouldn't he have been opposed to doing that? No, he, yeah, well, she ain't opposed to getting money. <laughs> yeah, was it a documentary? Shit, he loves the science of getting paid. That's what he likes. It, no, it was no, it was no, it was an infomercial. Oh, oh. And he's, he's the thing. He's a, he's a real scientist, but he's not a scientist for the thing that they asked him to be a part of. He, for that, he was a fake ass actor. And he's not a great actor either. I wish I could see that commercial. Well, I'm sure he just said, "Hey, listen, I never said I was a specialist in this. Yeah. All I said was I'm a scientist, yeah. which is a truth. No, that is true. It's like getting a podiatrist to like promote a toothbrush yeah. or something. Yeah. Don't ever believe that shit. They got a guy in a white coat and some glasses on about researchers show researchers ain't showing shit alright they ain't research a goddamn thing I know firsthand. show me one page of that research yeah. right shit, he barely researched the script they gave him he, didn't, they didn't, he told us he said yeah I don't know shit about this thing they just told us to come in and do it I, okay. I think he was in college at the time oh okay yeah his ass come up there, but we know this dude, big old goof ass dude. I don't, <laughs> by the way, he's the the shit that he's actually a scientist in. I don't even trust him with that. <laughs> he he does share some opinions online that make me wonder about him. He's, is he still crazy? <laughs> he doesn't do it a lot, but every so often he'll post something, and I feel like, hey. Aren't you a scientist? Because <laughs> what, he's, what he's writing is so non-scientific. Yeah. And he's like, well, yeah, but sometimes you got to you know, entertain other ideas. I'm like, no. I like the dude, but for a scientist, he says some stupid things. <laughs> All right, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to say even... stupid, but he says some things that are not scientific. I'm saying stupid. Okay. I can tell you because he, because I, I even looked at him and I was the same way like you. I was like, ain't you a fucking scientist, yeah. man? Like, and whenever I, I make that reply, it gets a ton of likes. So there's other people feeling the same way who yeah. just haven't spoke up. No, he's crazy. He's crazy for a dude that's supposed to be in science. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. He's a mad scientist, maybe. And I trust him to bring back a Frankenstein monster for the shit that he's doing. <laughs> this fool, I'll tell you why. Because, and I'm, and I'm not trying to get political with the guy. He's one of those dudes who wants to get, at the time, he, he, he went through that phase. I'll give him this. He went through that phase and got out of it. But he, mm. wanted, he was always being confrontational with people. Uh-huh. He, you know, he, he was one of them Trump people before Trump happened. Uh-huh. Like he was, he was going around you know, spouting off political things and nobody really wanted to hear. Yeah. But since, you know, since he said it, I had to call him out on some shit. He, one of the things he was talking about was the, uh, the weapons of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. That was supposedly over there in Iraq, and yeah. I and I and I laid it out for him. I said, "Man, really, do you believe this shit?" And then this, and that's not even the stupid part. And he, and what he did was, he uh, he said, uh, "I said, man, I, I'm kicking some facts for you right now." I said, "Listen, to what I'm telling you." He's like, "Oh yeah, well, listen to what he what she got to say." He pointed towards his eight year old daughter, who 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 said the most <laughs> nonsensical shit. So Cindy Lou Who. Yeah. She's, I mean, he pointed to, yeah, what do you say, honey? And she said, yeah, my daddy said they're over there, so I believe me. And he was like, yeah, my daughter's smart. And I looked at both of them and said, both y'all fucking stupid. <laughs> I said, I feel sorry for you, girl. 
Well, so that's your that's your that's your your hype man. <laughs> that's your expert. Yeah. It was some. It was more. It was actually more than that. It was some shit that he told her. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was some. You know, it was some shit that was on the news and some some propaganda shit he told her. Mm-hmm. He said, well, "My daddy told me and taught me that this is what happened over here for real." And so I believe him, and I think you should believe. Him. I was like, "Both y'all are fucking dumb." I said, "Except you got an excuse. You're fucking eight. I yeah, said, "Man, yeah. I look. I, just, I mean, I was like, I said, so <clears throat> scientists, huh? <laughs> okay, <laughs> poor kid. Wow." No, that's your, that's your, I hey, know, I know. That, that was your backup. Yeah, man, well, check this out. Hey, honey, tell, tell, tell what I told you. Yeah. Fire quarks yeah. are wet. Yeah. <laughs> not, 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 not kick that knowledge you learned. Tell them what daddy told you. My daddy said they over there. See? And See if what I said? You're you a poo poo head. <laughs> I said, but I, this is what I just like. You know what? This, I can't argue with that kind of logic, man. Because there ain't no fucking logic in the first place. I just. I just, I, had, I remember when we were even around, I just had to tell him, because he was trying to pull that shit all weekend. It's when we were going to Brian's place. Uh-huh. And I just, and I finally just told him, I said, man, just stop. Listen, nobody want to hear this shit. Yeah. All yeah, right? Yeah. I said, first of all, you don't sound as smart as you think you do. Mm-hmm. Second of all, we all trying to have a good time. Yeah. I don't know when you fucking got all political and everything, but nobody want to hear that shit. And by the way, you don't know it. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we almost got into an argument. You don't know what you're fucking talking about, man. So just shut the fuck up. Stop. <laughs> so die, don't you say no fucking words. God, imagine being a fly on the wall for I, that. It would have been awesome. I know, I know. But I think I'm going to take that tack with people from now on. Yeah. You know what you're talking about? Just shut up. Just, 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 just shut up. Yeah. Sometimes I just get tired. Of, you can't argue with people. Mm-hmm. So then that's when you just tell, I don't want to talk about this shit no more. <laughs> Shit, don't 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 text me with this shit either, because I will go radio silent on your ass. Because I got people who get into man, they, they uh, so they 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 work themselves up, uh-huh. and then they then they just go off on this political this this this, this political whirlwind. You know, they just texting me shit. You know, just one oh. text after another, and they and they go all day. Yeah, and I'm just and you know, and then the next day I look at, it, I'm like, boy, you wasted your fucking time. Oh, I know, because this shit, you know, it goes on and on and on. I'm like, you know, and you, I know you were waiting on me to argue with you, and I just and I give you nothing. No, no. When somebody sends me long texts like that, I give them the shortest reply I possibly can. <laughs> just in the messages, a message of you wasted your time. Yeah, it's like, well, I just be like. I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> so you're better than me. Agree to disagree. Because I don't even tell them you wasted your... I, 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 I leave them waiting. I tell you, them motherfuckers still at the bus stop waiting on me. <laughs> they like, they, they, they that great pumpkin shit, he'll be here. <laughs> you, you open it yeah. to let the dots form up? Yeah, yes. yeah, they keep, man, they just sitting up there just typing, just typing and typing. I, and, I ain't, and I ain't saying a fucking word to right, them. Right, I say, right. you just, hey, you go ahead and type to your heart's content. Cause I ain't, I'm dumb with this shit. Mm-hmm. I ain't got mm-hmm. nothing else to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let them tire themselves out. Yeah, exactly. Well, if he responds, oh shit, I said if. <laughs> God damn, Sally waiting on your ass and shit. Come on, let's, let's do something. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got to wait on court to respond. Hold on, he'll be, he'll be here, I promise you. I hope we're beyond this age of like this political Lorax. It's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I speak for the, the real truth out there. Beyond it, good lord, we we are deep in it. <laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all something. You wanna you wanna know when a person has some sense? You wanna know when a person is really when they really do know the truth is when they shut the fuck up. If they they not out there raving and and and, and hooting, hooping and hollering about shit, those people that are out there just who who are always always up in your shit, telling you about what they believe mm-hmm. and how you should believe it. Mm-hmm. Those people they they don't shut the fuck up and they're wrong. Yeah. People who know what they're talking about, they don't bother you. <laughs> That's true. That's hey, 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 you state your position, 
the other person states theirs. If you have some minor things, you can kind of back and forth a little bit. And then you're going about your business. Yeah. But anybody who's trying to win or go on, it's like, eh, no time for that. I hate that logic. Yeah. I need to win. It's yeah. like, that's not what it's about. <laughs> no, I got, a, I got a friend. He's gone down the rabbit hole. I knew he had before. I thought he had kind of come out of it or at least chilled. But I, I heard from his wife that he's back down it again. And she, she, was, she was saying, like, you're online arguing with my friends. Why are you doing this? Well, they need to know. They need to know these facts. And she's like, no, they don't. Stop doing that. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you something. They, here's the real truth behind it. They don't believe that shit. They know that shit is stupid. But they want, for some fucking reason, they want to believe it. I don't know why, because that's their side, or they've already committed, and they, you know, and by the time, and by the time they chose that, see, by the time they chose that, when they first chose that side, it probably wasn't as crazy. And then they just, and when that shit went off the deep end, well, they still feel like they have to hang on. Well, there's a whole psychological science behind it, and it's a thing of once you throw in with that, especially when you've, like, pissed off people and burned bridges, and your brain starts to figure out that it's not true. You don't want to accept that because oh. that reality of I've been an idiot is much worse than the one of, no, I'm just going to keep going with what I'm yeah. saying. What it is is that they know they're stupid. They know they look dumb. But the only way to save face for them is not to do the logical thing is and, 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 and change your mind and, do, you know, and follow what is actually smart. No, what they want is for you to be dumb like them. Yeah, they want to double so down no, to make no, you dumb. I ain't going up there. You come down here. <laughs> I ain't going down there either, brother. So, well, I'm going to keep talking until you do. <laughs> All right. I'm going to piss on your head. <laughs> man, people are stupid, man. People are dumb. Boy, people love being ignorant. They want you to be ignorant, too. Ain't that right, Pix? <laughs> Boy, she should know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I ain't going nowhere yet. <laughs> oh, folks, how y'all doing? Uh, let me show you what's going to be on the show today. Now, say hi to some people. Uh, today, we have for you some movie reviews. We got, we're going to be talking about some movies that are already out. Whether they're, on, they're in the theater or they're on Netflix. But these are Oscar buzz movies. These are, you know, the Oscars have not been announced yet. Nobody knows anything. But these are movies that have been talked about as mm -hmm. Oscar potentials. At least a couple that we have today. The couple that we have today are Maestro, which is on Netflix right now. Many of you have probably already seen it. We just saw it. We're going to talk about it. Actually, I saw it a few weeks ago. I just didn't have a chance to talk about it yet. And then Poor Things. That's a movie that some of you, I would say, I would dare say a lot of people have not heard about yet. But... Yeah, it's not playing in a lot of people's theaters yet. No. But as we get closer to Oscar season, you probably will hear about it. You'll probably hear about it first here. What do we think about it? Well, we'll let you know. And, of course, whatever you bring to the show. Let me say hi to some of these people that are here today. These people, I hope, had a very nice Christmas. Oh, Chris likes retro. I hope you got more retro for Christmas, man. Tiberius Monk is here. DT Darkslayer. Hamilton Hamburger. Oh, Mikey the Man. Oh, my oh, shit. I didn't know you were the Mikey. There he is. There he is. <laughs> oh, Blackie Chan. Austin C.K., Leo, what, Leo, what is this? Leo Silver, away. Uh, <laughs> J underscore Mame, British Debo. I'm going to be in your neck of the woods, British Debo, very soon. Take his bike. Yeah. Yeah. I hope to see your punk ass sometime. <laughs> You've been talking all that shit. For how many? For years they've been talking shit. I've been wanting to put a face on that shit talking. I'm going to um, look for you. It's going to be like a four foot tall Urkel. <laughs> Hello there, Corey. Hey, punk. <laughs> Give me. Oh, this is sad. <laughs> stump him. Uh, 
Sweet Bundy. Oh, I like some sweet Bundy. Sweet, sweet Bundy. Sweet, delicious. Sweet Bundy, yes. With a burned bottom, right? Yes. There he is. Let me see here. Alan C. Halls. Uh, Alan. Black Slender Man is up in here. That dude from my mom. How you doing? Tell your mom I said hi, by the way. Word to your mother. Yeah, shit. I might be the dude that was in your mom that is responsible for the dude <laughs> from your mom. <laughs> Like, man, why are you talking about me and my mom? <laughs> All I did was say hi. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even necessary. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Austin CK, G. Colby. Hello, boobs. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying hello to those boobs, too. Yeah, girl. Yeah, that's what a billion dollars to get you right there. Uh Somebody, yeah, Bushwa Blues are damn, Corey. You had to say all that. I did not. That was unnecessary. I'm sorry. Dumpster Fire Games is up in here. Uh, and where the hoes at? <laughs> <laughs> still here. Still looking for them hoes. Oh, so, folks, <clears throat> let me say something real quick. Sorry. I got the snipples. First of all, how y'all like my tracksuit right here? Mama Coleman and I, we got a tradition. Not that we made up. It just kind of worked out that way. Um, she has only one thing that she wants for Christmas, and she, don't, she has only one thing that she knows what to buy for me for Christmas. So for Christmas, all she wants every year now is a, a gift certificate to Cracker Barrel, which I get I get for her. I mean, she yeah. uses, she's happy to have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Mark was telling me his mama likes Cracker Barrel. Something about old, old black women, they love Cracker Barrel. I like Cracker Barrel. But see, you're white, that makes sense. <laughs> Cracker Barrel. I heard, I mean, <laughs> well, I heard Cracker Barrel was, they lived up to that name, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard that they were kind of, kind of racist. And homophobic. And, and, well, that goes hand in hand, usually. <laughs> That's where the flavor comes from. When somebody's racist, I just assume that homophobia is right around the corner, man. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't connect that dot. Yeah. Cracker, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah and, that, and you know what? The name never appealed to me, but I said, That's just me. And then lo and behold, I found out they really were racist. I know. They was shit, the, it's in the fucking name. We tried to tell you. You almost can't get mad at them. Yeah, we tried to warn you. We, we told you. Why are you acting surprised yeah. now? Shit, we spitting your black ass mama's food every time she comes over here. Because she proud. Corey, they know me over there. I said, Yeah, I bet yeah. they do. <laughs> They know my they know my name. I said, yeah. <laughs> but they're saying their name right when they spitting on your goddamn yeah. oatmeal you and pancakes. There, you, hear, <laughs> you know yeah. what's coming. Flavor. <laughs> yeah, shit. I checked that gravy on them biscuits. <laughs> but she, she, yeah, she loved Cracker Barrel, man. I don't know why, but she loves it. I don't, you know, I do not deny her that. So I get her a hundred dollar gift to get the Cracker Barrel. Oh, she can buy the whole store for a hundred dollars. Yeah, shit, because Cracker yeah, Barrel yeah. is cheap. I know it. Shit, she goes over there and feast, boy. Boy, that's a lot of biscuits for $100. She can hit their gift shop, which they got, too. They're like a store. I better not see her wearing no goddamn Cracker Barrel shirt. I'll take that shit off right now. Man, that gift shop, it is a hodgepodge of every kind of country-ass tchotchke you could ever think of. I'm surprised they don't sell Confederate flags up in that bitch. They used to, probably. Yeah. Taking them down like, all right, fine. Yeah, but but the people who know, they know. <laughs> so when your black ass walks out, he's going right back up again, <laughs> bitch. Okay. Uh, and every year, and and it's unspoken, but every year she goes and gets me the same thing, which is a tracksuit or a jogging suit, whatever you call it. Every year, and this year she, I tell you, she changed it up. Uh, every year it was a gray one. <laughs> 
She getting me. In fact, it was the same suit every year. <laughs> you don't think she went to some place like Sam's or Costco and just bought a giant <laughs> box, a, a crate of them? No. And, and she just hands one out to you every year? Well, they were the thing don't is. Don't gain it, weight this year, baby. It was, <laughs> Mama got a surprise for you. <laughs> it was a different brand, but it was the same fucking suit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she just, you know, she, she would just go to a different store. <laughs> Find the same suit. I'm like, well, you going to a different fucking store? You can just, just like, you know, she should do what you're saying. Yeah. But just buy a whole damn crate of them. We have a Christmas setup for the next 20 years. When you're dead and gone, I'll still be getting your damn suits over here. But this year, she changed it up and got me blue. <laughs> I like the blue. No, it's nice. It's, it is nice. But in, in every year, she always bring it up. Oh, look what mama got. Like, what the fuck I'm drinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It looks right. like nice material, though. <laughs> Almost like a Under Armour sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it is nice. It's very comfortable. Uh, this one I do like. But it's going to be a track suit a little bit year. stylish. Because when you showed me the gray ones, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's... <laughs> That's definitely that's, that's that's like gym coach. Oh yeah. Oh hell yeah. That's lounge around the house shit. I mean when you I mean lounge around the house alone. Don't bring no don't bring no chicks over with that shit. <laughs> yeah, so she every year it's a tracksuit, man. I didn't and you know, I don't I don't and I don't, thing is and I feel bad cuz this is probably making fun of her mind in the middle state, but I don't even think she realized she brought she bought me a tracksuit last mm-hmm. year. So you know, I just tell you, I don't tell her nothing, man. You know, I'm at the yeah, age what's now. To say. Yeah, I'm, I'm at the age now. I don't want, I don't want nothing. I don't tell her buy me no video games. She's gonna get the wrong one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't. I mean, I don't know what else I want. It's because everything, everything that I used to get that I loved growing up, like music and video games, and uh, even books and stuff like that, I, that's digital for me now. Mm-hmm. And I better not ask her to do no digital shit. <laughs> I I I don't know how to do this, Corey. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. I don't know. I, I, her, her and my brother got into a fight because he came in and tried to show her how to work some shit. I don't know why. She she my brother knows that this woman she got her her, her TV programmed the way she wants it because uh, and her TV is basic as hell, man. She can't, she got a smart TV and I told you she thought that shit was gonna turn to the Terminator in the middle of the night and come and kill her. I know. And so she gave it to me, which is great. That's about as advanced as we're going to get. You know, if she gets some shit that's too advanced for her, she got to give it away. <laughs> but uh, he tried to show her, like, how she could get on demand on, on, her, on her remote and, uh, and uh, how to fast forward the commercials and, and uh, fast forward through a show. Uh, you know, it's some, uh, go to the, the menu and all this kind of and, and first of all, I know she hid in the kitchen first because she, she told me about it. She said, and Corey, I was in the kitchen cooking. I, I told my Martin, I'm cooking. Uh, uh, Mark, Mark, I'm cooking. I, I, can't, like, I can't go out there. I'm, I'm, cook, I'm cooking, Mark. I can't go. I know she was in the kitchen hiding. Like, I don't, I don't want to deal with that technology. So I don't, I don't want to see it. No. <laughs> but showing her features yeah. she's never seen on the TV. It's like, uh-uh, TV's not supposed to look oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, no, she don't like, she don't want to hear it. I know she was in the, on the floor, like, beating her head. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, we frozen. Hold on, y'all. God damn it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, y'all. I got it. I got to deactivate. You have to show me some things to fix on here in this yeah. computer. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I know she was in the corner in the kitchen. You know that? <laughs> but he was getting he was getting mad. He's like, I'm trying to show you some good shit over here. Now, you know, I'm trying to show you how your TV can work. You know what? To hell with this. I know why I'm not wanting. <laughs> Both of them at their minds, man. Well, you want to listen to what I'm saying? You know, I, I know what I'm not wanting someplace. Go, look, like, let's go. He's telling his wife, oh, let's, let's go. Let's go on out of here. 
<laughs> I can understand his frustration because, like, he knows all the features the TV has, and she's probably just like watching like three channels. No, no, she's watching. He, he's grown up. He knows how she is, though. So yeah. that's even try to do that. I don't even. I don't tell him. I there's things that she her life would be so much easier. Even if she don't want to like get into technologies. It's just a couple of tweaks that she can make that would make her life so much easier. But she wants to do that shit the old way. Hell, it took me five, six years to get her a new uh, microwave. Shit, microwave was... You put some shit in the microwave to heat it up, that shit come out with an ice block on it, man. She <laughs> Coughing. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, probably about 10 years. I was trying to get her a microwave, and I was telling her, let me get you a microwave. This one's old, and it's broken. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. No, of course, it worked just fine. It, work, it, it works for what I wanted to do. All right? It does what I want to do. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Not cook your food. That's what you want. <laughs> she was still putting shit in the oven, taking 40 minutes to, to heat it up and shit. I was like, I... I said, nah, when I'm here, I can't live like this. Yeah, so I yeah. went, I'm spoiled already. So I went and got her. I, I, I just, I surprised her with a microwave. And even before oh, that, what she. What do you do that for? Yeah, well, <laughs> she, it, took, it took her, you should have seen it. She opened up, she opened up, because I had it, I had it, uh, I had it in a, in a big ass, uh, uh, I had a box. I don't think I even gift wrapped it. I just had it in a box and then that for some, something that she wouldn't know what it is. And uh, when she opened up that box and, and, I, and, Tore everything up and pulled it out, and, I, and she was. You should have seen it. She like, what? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> she looking. What, 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 I, t- I told you I didn't need this now. I, I told you now I don't, I don't want this. <laughs> it's like God damn. She look. It's like when a dog sees evil. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> she growled out. <laughs> and I said, she's like, I, I don't know how. I said, I don't even know how to work. All them buttons and things. And I don't know. I don't know what to do with this now. I was like, I'll put it together for you. All you gotta do is press. A, it's. I chose one that was one of the easiest things to out to operate. Mm-hmm. You press two buttons and it's cooking something for you. All right, let me just set it up for you and it'll be fine. And she's like, I, 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 I don't know, Corey. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm going to Quick Pack. She left the house. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, like, like that shit was evil. Yeah, <laughs> she's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, this is a bad omen right here. So I said, you know, I, I got her ass. I said, that's the worst mistake you can make leaving the house. So when she left, I took the uh, old microwave, uh-huh. took it down, put the new microwave up, put the old microwave in my car. I was going to recycle or take it somewhere or something. And once it's up, one, look, once it's up there, it ain't moving. Mm-hmm. She ain't gonna take it down. Mm-hmm. I said, you learn how to fucking cook or you starve. I don't give it. I said, but I, I ain't pulling it down. It's already up there. So you got no choice but to use that damn microwave. That's what we doing here. <laughs> now, if, you can't, if, you, if you can't learn how to work two buttons, you don't deserve to eat. <laughs> she's not cooking all her meals in the microwave. No, she's not. She actually is cooking it the old way. She's, yeah, in the oven. Yeah, in the oven. She got a toaster oven, the regular oven, and uh, now she uses the microwave for me. She don't like to use it too much. Okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, too bad you couldn't get one that talked. <laughs> Welcome, Irma. Please. <laughs> Press the one button. <laughs> I was going to say, his mom kind of sounds like the kid from, uh, what's it called, the Brave Little Toaster. It's like, I like this old stuff, all right? Yeah, it's yeah. my friend. Yeah. Uh, I like the way you say the microphone, the, the microwave's talking. I'm waiting for that call. Cool, there's a man in here. <laughs> Shit, there's a man in this microwave now. I told you I didn't want to. You get them on out of here now. Your food is ready. <laughs> what you bring this man up in my house for? <laughs> So she don't have a, a Google Home or Alexa. Oh my God! No. Are you crazy? No, man. Are you? Did you, did you not hear what I just said? <laughs> she there's two technologies that she loves. Uh, her radio 
uh, which she still plays with cassettes sometimes. Radio. Wow. Oh, no, she got CDs. No, she got CDs. I'm sorry. She has a CD player. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So she still plays some gospel shit on her CD and everything, uh, CD player. And then she loves the TV. And that TV stays on. And bless her heart, she gets lonely at the house. And yeah, I know yeah, she. Yeah, yeah. I know sometimes she probably gets scared at night, so she does what I do sometimes. Leave the TV on all yeah, the time. Yeah, shit, yeah. I picked that up from her. I said, I can stay in the house by myself. Sometimes I'm okay. And some, for a dude who don't believe in ghosts, I'm scared as fuck. I'll cut, on, <laughs> I'll cut on the light sometime and leave the TV on and fall asleep too. Because when it gets too quiet, I'm just kind of like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, he was scared of that girl from the ring coming out of the TV. <laughs> no, but now when you said that shit, I wasn't thinking about it until now. <laughs> Thank you, Martin. <laughs> I can't sleep with the fucking TV. On. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did wake up one night because I had to. That's why I leave the light on sometimes. I had the TV. The only thing that was on was the TV. And I was in. I was in an old condo by myself, mm-hmm. and some shit was on Adult Swim, where it. You know how crazy Adult Swim gets. Yeah. It was like they. They were showing just abstract shit. And I woke up and that TV was flashing, these shapes were on there, and I woke up and I was scared to move. <laughs> <laughs> I was just frozen. I was just, I was just staring at the TV, just waiting on my, waiting on my fucking demise. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? And I saw that damn adult swim logo, logo in the corner. Like, fuck y'all, man. <laughs> they got you. They got me good. Yeah, I, was, I must have been there for like five minutes just staring at the TV, just waiting on some shit to come out. <laughs> I, got to, I, I want to die. Like, hurry up, just get over with it. <laughs> Got my ass nervous talking about waiting for that girl to come out the TV. Now I am. God damn it. That's one of the reasons why I have somebody living in this house too. I just like having somebody in the house. Sure. Makes sense. Yeah. I just, I'm, you know, if I'm, by the time I'm 80 something years old, if I live that far, if I'm, yeah, yeah I'm still gonna probably have a roommate because I ain't staying in the goddamn house by myself. Calling Adam in your roommate, can you look under my bed for monsters <laughs> <Yeah>. real quick? <laughs> shit, I was, I was feeling, don't have me there. Oh no. And shit, I was, I started thinking, that's why I'm being nice to this damn puppet because I started thinking crazy shit. Like this damn puppet's gone. Because we, we, this is the latest puppet that I got that was supposed to be the Cory Bible. We talking about how ugly it looks and, how bad it is to operate and everything, and I've talked a lot of trash about this, and I'm scared like one night this shit's gonna come alive and just. Hey, you talking that shit? Hey, hey, hey! Being on the door. Hey. Go away! I was kind to you. Go away! Yeah, you let them talk shit about me. Go away! Man, yeah, you got to get him a tank top. Yeah, I do some chains. Like tank top and some uh, old uh, some Guido chains. Ah, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, this is a yacht super fan fan. She says, "My nana slept with the TV on sometimes. One time when I had to sleep in her room as a kid, I woke up in the middle of the night to shop erotic. It was my introduction to sex toys at the age of eleven. Oh, <laughs> oh shit, your great, your nana was shopping for that shit, <laughs> right? And, and fell asleep yeah. in the middle of shopping. Yeah, your great, yeah, your nana was talking about na 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 na. Oh, that's funny. Your nana was watching that nasty shit. <laughs> <laughs> she, she she hit purchase the thing. <laughs> Hey, how many sex toys you buy me on by accident? <laughs> I'm gonna get a popsicle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Oh, <laughs> hey, this is one of the most one of the most. Uh, let's see here. 
Uh, one of the wisest things somebody say here tonight. Uh, this is uh, Shunjay, eighty nine, who says, "Old people do fuck a lot." By the way, <laughs> yeah, that's true. They, they do, especially in nursing homes. They do. You ain't lying. Mm-hmm. My 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 sister in law works at a nursing home and runs a care facility at, uh, at one, in one of her homes that she had. And uh, yeah, she told me they're always sneaking at each other. Well, I'm saying yeah, they have all these breakouts of STDs there. Yeah, she said the same thing. Mm-hmm. How'd you find that out? Oh, it's, it's been on the news. Yeah, I've heard about that. I did not know that nasty motherfucker. I'm gonna be one of them. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna start doing yeah. next week. Hell yeah, <laughs> just walking around a robe, my dick out, and, and then claim, claim to be losing my mind. They find me. I know what I'm doing, but they find me like, oh, did I forget my pants again? Oh, can you take me back to my room? It's like I'm bust out there. You don't even stay here. I'll be back. I'm there with an old man beard on. <laughs> one, one of them Tyler Perry and cotton ball wigs trying to be an old man. <laughs> Where the whole hole was at? Oh, I feel a breeze. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, y'all. Uh, listen. I need to make uh, some quick announcements for you. First thing I need to tell y'all is that if you haven't heard already, I'll tell you again, spread the news. I'm going to be in London for New Year's, New Year's Eve and all that good stuff. I'm going to be leaving this Friday and we're having a get together. So Nathan, a toaster who came to town, who lives in London, he uh, he wanted to put together <coughs> Uh, a get together, a toasty get together, and uh, he's putting this together. Not me, but he already has some people who are coming out to Lockside in Camden. So he reserved this place right here, a little spot for us, and got a few people coming. And just in case other people want to come, that's where we're going to be. Uh, Lockside, we're going to be there at 5 p.m. or 1700. I don't know how y'all do time now, but <laughs> the, we'll say 5 p.m. Going to be there at 5 p.m. On Saturday, December 30th, not 31st, 30th, the day before New Year's Eve. And then on New Year's Eve, uh, I'll be around. I don't know if anybody wants to hang out. Doesn't matter. I mean, because I'm just going to roam around the city. I'm just going to be Werewolf of London. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's a perfect description. Yeah, man. Just be running around. There he is. There he, that's what I'm going to be saying. There he is. Yeah, man. I'm just going to be roaming around by myself. Uh, so I don't know. Anybody wants to hang, let me know. But, uh, but I'm I'm good. I just I just want to get into some adventures, man. At night, uh, got myself a nice place too. That's in the area, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm uh, I'm about <laughs> six minutes away from uh, all the busy stuff in Camden. Oh, nice. So yeah, it should be should be pretty fun. So if you want to again, if you want to join us on that Saturday, December thirtieth, we're going to be at Lockside. That's L O C K S I D E, and then we're going to be there around five o'clock. And it uh, looks like a fun place. There's all the pictures right here. Uh, if it's good, I might end up uh, going oh, to New Year's. Yeah, they got a New Year's Eve thing going on. Yeah, yeah, I might go back. Maybe I'll make a friend with the bartender. Go back and hang out that night. So well, there you go. Maybe you'll pass out and sleep there. <laughs> <laughs> wake up on New Year's Eve in the same place. <laughs> wake up on New Year's. New Year's Day in a dumpster in the back of, uh, of this bar. Um, let me see here. Somebody said do a show with Sweet Anita. Is she in London? Oh yeah, she is. She's in London. Yeah, okay. she's the the twist streamer with uh, Tourette's. She is very funny. And now does she really have Tourette's? Yes. Okay. 
No, because I, I saw I saw her. Some people were saying that she did not. Uh, no, that's Vegas. fucked up. No, she has Tourette's. Oh, yeah, you guys saw that video where she was, like, interviewing people for the Twitch event or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to fuck you, going to fuck you. <laughs> she was telling them what Man, it's, Tourette's is a terrible thing because because uh, uh, it's funny. I'm sorry. It's like it's not supposed to be, but did you see Chris Cuomo? Uh, no, <laughs> I didn't. Man, let me show you this video, then we'll move on. Chris Cuomo was interviewing this girl Tourette's, and I'm sorry because no one wants to laugh at them because it, it's it's a rough condition. Hell yeah! Because unlike other conditions, you know <laughs> this one, they say things that are actually funny, and I know they're not mean to do or it. Offensive. Oh no, that's what makes it funny. <laughs> or they're making sound effects. Yeah, like sound she'll effects, make, yeah. she'll do like a pop noise. She'll be like little dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's not funny. How do, you, how do you how do you continue an interview with that? You're like. So, yeah, so when I started, we... Mm. Man, okay. somebody set Chris Cuomo up good. Like, like some some people saying somebody must must have wanted to get him fired because <laughs> he was interviewing this girl, Tourette's. And she, she did say, and again, sympathetic to their condition, I am, but, I mean, listen, I can't blame him because <laughs> she was saying some shit to him. And this and it comes out of nowhere. Uh-huh. And, and it's usually filled with profanity. <laughs> so she just starts saying this crazy shit to him, and he said up there, he had to come and spread. Oh no! <laughs> he he, and then he had to come back and try to be serious. He's like, yeah, "You're so brave." <laughs> it's like you ain't. <laughs> yeah, uh, let me see here, Tourette's. Yeah, it was a girl, and it was, it was it was bad too because she was trying to talk about how people accuse her of being a fake, and they actually give her death threats and all this stuff. Oh jeez! So, so she was. <coughs> oh man. <clears throat> No, Torrance. I said Torrance. How do you spell <laughs> T-O-U-R-E-E-T-T-E. Oh, let me see. Here, here it is. <laughs> she called him a fat ass. <laughs> oh, fuck, for real? <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, you know, that's the thing about it. He took it in stride. Like he, insurance. He, uh, he, he was like, he knew what, what condition she had. So he just sat there just kind of. In a way, he was laughing to let you know, I'm not offended. Uh-huh. But at the same time, like, I can't help it. <laughs> He was, he was biting his lip <laughs> fucking top teeth were showing. He was, he was, he was, man, that brother was trying to hold it so, he was trying to hold it back, but he couldn't. He, he, he lost. Yeah. It's better than him getting angry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, here it Which is. Which would have been funny in itself. Oh, she, yeah. <laughs> the fuck you said about bitch? What you said? <laughs> but it's the way she said it, too, because she broke out, like, she was talking, and she's like, yeah, I get death threats. Banana in your ass. <laughs> So he was sitting up there just like, Jesus, man, don't, 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 don't do this. <laughs> Cut the cameras. <laughs> don't lose it. All right, here it is. I can't let them win. <laughs> Actor and how, f*** off, f*** Colin, f*** that b- um, That's also a really big, like, part of the <laughs> Man, somebody sent me the non-censored one. Because he played it non-censored. Uh-huh. He says, I'm going to play it like this just to show you what, what, she, what she's going through. <laughs> Eyebrows almost left I off of his head. Blowing up my phone. Good. I'm glad that you appreciate. Okay. And look, she's got an extreme set of ticks that she's dealing with, but she's also yeah. extremely strong. You know, you know the expression. I don't want to put faith on anybody, but uh, that God doesn't give people more than they can handle. I, I think this yeah. kid's a good example of that. And. Um, I, I just, you know, it can't. It, See, he's it trying can't. to set this up. You know, he's gonna start laughing. Mm-hmm. So he's trying, <laughs> trying to be the good guy right now. <laughs> All right. Let me, oh. 
Oh, that man, I can't. I mean, I, I, we, we might have to move on, but damn, I really want you to see this because I remember having it a while back and I wanted to play this for you. Maybe somebody sent it to me. Uh, I think somebody did. Chris Cuomo. Okay, yeah, somebody. I'm, oh, I sent it to myself. <laughs> that was me. I saw it on my the news aggregator and I said, I got to send this to myself right here. Uh, yeah, here it is do things like that. I've had parents reach out to me asking me, oh, my son's coming home with a girlfriend and his girlfriend has Tourette's syndrome. <laughs> so, and then I also get very evil people that would comment and say like, go fuck yourself, Chris, lick your baby mean and blam up your ass, butter your own biscuit, fat ass. That have told me that my parents deserve. <laughs> 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 he, 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 he called himself. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> she, then she told him, "Banana in your ass, go butter your biscuit, fat ass." <laughs> Put a voice on yeah. for it too. <laughs> <laughs> Banana in your ass, go butter your biscuit, fat ass. I mean, listen. <laughs> 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 mm, clear the mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, fuck, get it together, Chris. Don't laugh, don't laugh. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Everything's riding on this one. <laughs> Pulitzer, Pulitzer. Yeah. He's also like, why the fuck they gave me this interview right here? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, it's a rough condition, man, because you can see how anybody would lack of this, this funny shit that they're saying, yeah, even yeah, though yeah. they can't help it. And I get it. So, you know, I don't think anybody, because people are trying to. You know, he got it from both ends. People saying, hey, man, we understand. We get it. And other people are like, how dare you? And I told oh, people saying, how dare you? Like, man, you get, get put in that position. Those people who say, how dare you to everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a difference. Like, if he was laughing at her, like, with just her tick and not, like, you know, saying anything, that's fucked up. Yeah. yeah. But, like, she's screaming absurd shit. No, she is. After just talking normal for a second. Yeah. I mean, you know, at first. And then to suddenly go into that. And when she first starts saying, and then people say to me, and then she starts saying all that stuff. At first you're thinking like, oh, is this what people say to you? And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, oh yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, what you're saying to me. Okay. <laughs> Evil people that would comment and say like, go fuck yourself, Chris. Lick your baby mean and blam up your ass. Blam your biscuit, fat ass that have told me that my parents deserved to die in a car accident because I'm faking my <laughs> trying to be, oh, that's no, a shame. Oh, no, oh that's no, so not sad. The, not the, <laughs> move your hands. No. <laughs> <laughs> we try to hold that mouth up. Don't do this, man. I'm sad. <laughs> he's trying to make, yeah, he's trying to make a sad yeah, mouth. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you don't say. <laughs> Just swallow his nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah man there, there you go mm. i want you you know just I, I understand and i you know people might get mad at me for laughing at this but i i get it because nobody's laughing at them right you know and it's just a natural reaction to laugh at shit like that and i and, I, and plus you know i know he i know he felt sympathy for her you know, it's just that man, it just catches you off guard because it's one thing to tell it for them to tell you that they have Tourette's, another thing to probably heard what they said before, but they keep making up new shit. Yeah, I didn't know anything about Tourette's until golly, it was in the 80s, it was an episode of Quincy. 
You know, Quincy would always have a different disease they would kind of let you know about yeah. every every episode. And Quincy had he met a kid who had Tourette's, and his <coughs> dad was saying like, "Yeah, it's real hard on him." But and the, the kid was being brave and strong. And then the big thing for him was auditioning for Juilliard, playing the piano. And he had been encouraging him the whole time, and he'd taken his medication. He's doing all well. He got in that that uh, audition. And he was playing, and suddenly had to stop, play some more, and it was. Rip, <laughs> and I was like, all right, his cadrets kicking in, but he can get past it. But then his hand came up and started going, burr, 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 don't, no, and it was just like, oh, shit is over. It's oh, done. Yeah. <laughs> Man, those TV shows always tried to present some some uh, serious mental issue or something, and they always made it funny. Yeah. You know, uh, I really like how South Park addressed it. Cartman was at like a toy store. And he saw some kid, like, with Tourette's. And he's like, wait, he gets toys for saying that? I also have Tourette's now. <laughs> and then he actually kind of gives himself Tourette's. That was the funny thing about it. Yeah. Unless it's South Park was actually making it funny. You know, yeah. people can't take some of this shit and make... Hell, we laughed at uh, Arnold and Dudley almost getting raped. <laughs> I know. What, what's that dude who makes the sound effects on Police Academy? Uh, Michael Winslow. Michael Winslow. I've showed y'all this before, and we're going to move on. It's classic. Yeah, this is a... They had a, the episode of this show back in the day. The White Shadow. Called The White Shadow. It's a white, the, the show back in the day called The White Shadow is about a, a white coach who was teaching an inner-city uh, black basketball team, you know, white savior shit mm -hmm. like they did. That, that was pretty yeah, <laughs> normal back in the day. They made a TV the series out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and so they had one episode where they were talking about a dude with the, who had a mental condition. Thing is, he was always... So there was this teacher who said that she went to therapy. And Michael Winslow, he was a student, but he was always on her ass talking about, you crazy. <laughs> you went to therapy? I don't know. That sounds crazy. <laughs> and it turns out this brother was more insane than her. Uh -huh. He was at home in his he was at home in his house, losing his shit. Mike, now, here's the thing. Michael Winslow is a comedian. Michael Winslow is a comedian who uh who makes you know, at the time that that was his that was his thing. He would make Noises to to make Sound people effects. laugh. He's still active, actually. Oh, I sure saw he him is. like a year ago or something in a YouTube video. Oh yeah, no, he's still out there doing his thing. Yeah, by all means. But let me go and pull this up here. But yeah, this in this episode they tried to make it serious. Now, first of all, everybody knows is Michael Winslow mm -hmm. who makes all these funny noises. I've seen him on talk shows and stuff like that before. But then the thing that he's doing is like they, he's so so goofy, it's so ridiculous. Like, and then they try to. It, they, that is hilarious, man. He's doing a routine about Tom and Jerry in his home by himself, looking in the mirror, losing his fucking mind. Yeah, because don't you at first you think he's watching cartoons? Yeah, yeah. He's outside the house. You think he's watching cartoons, or, or you think he's on the phone with somebody or something? And what makes it even funnier is that they try to put this sad music over to give him sympathy, and it's like, no, nah, this is stupid. <laughs> the ride over was well worth it, Lee. You're just what we're looking for. Oh, oh man, I got uh, one more routine for you. What is it? You know that cat and dog cartoon where they're always going at each other? You mean Tom and Jerry? Yeah, yeah. This time they go all out. To the death. Now you hear that? You, you hear that? Yeah, like, it already sounds crazy. Yeah, the, the, the little sad flute. Yeah, that's sad they flute. They pan around his, his, his cheap yeah, apartment. Yeah, so you think, well, all right, well, maybe, the, you know, it's, this sounds crazy, but maybe when they actually show the dude, this is going to be sad. Well, 
And that camera looked up. And then I screamed close up. Barnabas. Okay, he started out pitching us a story. (laughs) (laughs) And no one ever saw him again. (laughs) (laughs) And that was supposed to be sad. They thought they'd be dramatic. I remember looking at that back in the day. We all were laughing at that shit. Of course. Yeah, uh, the the White Shadow unintentionally could end up being like live action Fat Albert episode sometimes. Yeah, this this thing was stupid. People are saying make that a sub alert. <laughs> no, you. Which part? Yeah, exactly. Sound him choking out Donald Duck. He <laughs> choking. Yeah. That's not a no cat. <laughs> Making those faces. It's crazy. I would use that. You know what? I would use that for when somebody did a a, a raid. <laughs> you know the neighbors were like, "What the fuck is going on with that house, man?" <laughs> Uh, damn dogs Turn that TV over. down. Oh, somebody said all of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Hey, uh, rest of these quick announcements here. Get your tickets for Double Toasted live in Los Angeles. Go to DTMerch.com. Uh, press that banner in the center of the page, and you can get your tickets for our show at the El Portal Theater, April 27th. That's going to be a night of comedy games and that after party for the fans, of course. Show you our appreciation, 8 p.m. show. Uh, press that banner. It'll take you to x1entertainment.com, or you can go straight to x1entertainment.com. Get your tickets over there. All access, VIP, and general admission. But get that all access and VIP. Get into the show early. Get a pre-show that no one else is going to get. Hang out with us, drink with us. Uh, some of you will get a free T-shirt. And those tickets include the price of admission to the after party. Also, hit us up at doubletoasted.com. We can get your tickets there also. Look, see, and uh, subscribe to our Twitch channel. Subscribe for free. You got that Amazon Prime account. And as I always tell you, please, please, please give the sub to your fellow toasty out there. All right. Oh, let's see. Well, somebody's been making announcements for like an hour. <laughs> you ever watched this before? Yeah. Out of here. Why are you, sir? Uh, you know what? You know what I got to say to you. <laughs> get out of here! <laughs> get him, Michael! Get him! Get him out of here! <laughs> yeah, you better run! I can't! I can't hold him back! You better! You better get out of here before Michael gets loose. <laughs> and I made him just stand there and do that for fifteen minutes I know, straight. I know. It's sad. <laughs> Imagine being on set for that. That would have been awesome. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Oh, let's go ahead and get into our first movie here today, which is going to be, oh, let's see. All right. <clears throat> so our first movie here is a biopic that deals with uh, a, a, a genius. Mm-hmm. Thing is, when you a genius, you ain't going to act right. <laughs> you always going to do something. It comes with the territory. It does. That's why they make so many movies about geniuses, man, because they ain't going to act right. They fucking around. They hiding <laughs> things. You know, they treating people wrong and always th- talking about, well, I can't help it. I'm a genius. I don't think like your dumbass. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if we buy that with everybody, but Bradley Cooper, he bought that with this man right here. 
And that's Bradley Cooper. It's Andy Griffith. As you can see. <laughs> no, that's a, no, that's a Bradley Cooper as Leonard Bernstein, uh, American conductor. Uh, he's also, a, what do you call it? A conductor. A composer. Composer. I'm getting my C's mixed up. Composer. And played several instruments. And he was, a, you know, as some people said. Just uh, a man's a legend because he was just that talented and some people say just ahead of his time and really did not think like anybody else. Uh, did music for, com composed music for a lot of great things, man, out there. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the movies that he did? Well, the big one is West Side Story. Yeah. And uh, On the Town. Yeah. And for some reason, Bradley Cooper said, you know what? I mean, he has a point. Like, I don't think there's any movies about this particular genius right here. Uh, there's not one out there. You know what? I said, I, being a genius myself, you know, <laughs> until somebody makes my movie, I'll go ahead and make a movie about him. And, hey, listen, that's what it is. There's a biopic about this legendary artist here. But, as we've always told you, man, you know, biopics, they follow a certain <clears throat> formula. They always kind of do the same thing. Even though some of them might be really entertaining, very good, you know, they, they, they're pretty standard. So, has Bradley Cooper, has he, has he done anything different right here to set himself apart from the American biopic. Let's go ahead and take a look at Maestro, the trailer for it at least. And we're talking about this because we're talking about Oscar buzzworthy movies right now. Oscars aren't out yet or have not been announced the nominations, but some people are saying that these are the movies that you should be looking out for. Maestro is on that list mm -hmm. right now. Do we agree? Let's go ahead and take a look at the trailer and we'll be back with our reviews. If summer doesn't sing in you, then nothing sings in you. And if nothing sings in you, then you can't make music. Something she told me. Hello, I'm Lenny. Hello, Felicia. Oh, she's so beautiful. Oh. Tell me about her. Oh, she's wonderful. She's a lovely girl. What age are we living in? One can be as free as one likes without guilt or confession. Please, I know. Exactly who you are. Oh, even getting those Oscar monks. That music ain't no He can be the first great American conductor. <laughs> There's a price for being in my brother's orbit, you know that. Music. 
So, with this movie right here, you know, a biopic only has a limited amount of time to cover its subject. So, this kind of covers some big key moments in Leonard Bernstein's life. Uh, his big break, his first big break, his first big conducting break for the Philharmonic, the New York Philharmonic, uh, to him meeting what he thought would be the love of his life, Felicia Montalegre, to you know, the more tumultuous part of his life where he had to come to grips with who he is and believe me, he did not want to hide it after that. And, <laughs> and then everybody else having to come to grips with that. Uh, and then uh, the other part where, you know, uh, old age kicks in and how that part of his life affected him and his family, uh, who he had, what, three kids at that moment. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so thing is with, with, with Bradley Cooper, I believe Bradley Cooper, man, who's, you know, who would have ever thought that the damn goofball from the, uh, uh, Wedding Crashes. The, the Hangover. <laughs> the Hangover. No, uh, he, no, Wedding Crashes. Wasn't he in Wedding Crashes? No, when, that was Vince Vaughn. No, the, the, there was a bad guy. He might have had a small oh, role Oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That's right, from the Wedding Crashes. Okay, yeah, yeah the bad yeah. guy. Martin, my boy, like, no, stupid. Wedding Crashes. <laughs> no, he's a <laughs> raccoon. You got the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean that raccoon? Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I guess I knew him from stuff before that, so I never think so about I that So I rest role. my case to continue the goofball from Wedding Crashes. <laughs> I forgot he was in that movie, though. Yeah. That's exactly the thing, man. You know, he was the... Uh, he, he was the asshole, yeah. He was the asshole. He was a secondhand player in that movie, man. And whoever would have thought that that dude would, would, would end up being considered to be one of our great directors today. And I agree with that because I do think when you went in Bradley Cooper, what he did, A Star is Born, mm -hmm, yeah. and then uh, this, has he directed anything else? That um, not that I know of. With those two movies, Maestro and, the, and A Star is Born, uh, listen, I can tell that this guy is passionate about directing. Maybe it's because he's only done two films right now. And watching Maestro, I can definitely tell that he put the same amount of passion that he did within uh, A Star is Born. Can I ask you a personal question? Okay. Tell me something, girl. Do you write songs or anything? I don't sing my own songs. Why? I just don't feel comfortable. You know, him directing a huge pop star, him singing in it, him acting in it, and then directing. <laughs> I mean, that was when people say, yeah, this dude is a force. And we do have to reckon with him. Uh, so I do see the same amount of passion in this because he's kind of doing the same thing here. He's, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's acting. Mm -hmm. And while he might not be singing, he is playing a, a, a character within different stages of his life. So, you know, that's really hard to do, but the, the, it, doesn't, it doesn't diminish how much effort and, and, and love that he's put into this movie right here. Um, not, okay, so one thing you need to know, though, if you haven't seen it already, uh, not as mainstream as A Star is Born. That's the thing with, with, uh, with this movie, Maestro. And this is the thing that I admire about Bradley Cooper. He's not just going off and just making another movie. You know, mm -hmm. he's actually, he's, he's, he's taking chances. He's experimenting with different filmmaking styles. You know, uh, this one is, is uh, more experimental, uh, more artistic. You know, he's playing with visuals more here. Uh, I love the look throughout this movie. Oh, it's 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 gorgeous. It's lush. That's what I'm thinking the whole time. Yeah, cinematography is just like it's about as good as it gets. Yeah, oh. I mean he, he's like Spielberg with this thing. Yeah, no, and you know, now, and look at this. What I really love about it, the the look of it is that it's, it it changes depending on what what 
phrase, of, uh, I'm sorry, what phase of part of life that Leonard Bernstein and his family are in, or what decade that we're in. Mm-hmm. You know, early on in the film, it takes on this the, the the stylistic filmmaking of the 30s and 40s, even though sometimes it also looks like a black and white movie from the 60s, even though it is set in the 40s here. But still, they're using black and white. It's hazy. It's dreamy. Uh, the aspect ratio is smaller on purpose. Even the dialogue is in that style of, uh, in, the, in the banter of those old uh, 30s and 40s movies where they're using the transatlantic, you know, mm-hmm. the accent and all that kind of stuff. Um, and also what I love about the beginning of this movie, when you get in the black and white era, era here and you're, uh, you know, you're, in, you're actually in the early part of his career, is that it, it all, the movie also captures, I think, the, in, the, the innocence and the optimism in those movies. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, which is appropriate because we're dealing with, you know, a very young Leonard Bernstein when, because uh, all romanticized. You know, this is where he's getting his big break. Uh, and this is where, you know, he's starting to conduct the Philharmonic Orchestra for the first time a huge success. And he's about to fall in love with Felicia Mont- uh, Montalegre. Uh, I think that's how you say her name. And, you know, it's, it's, so, it's not as restricted as those actual movies from back in the day where they would, you know, they were so pure and innocent because they had to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it still feels a little more edgy and, uh, and mature, but there's hardly any cursing in that part. Yeah. You know, there's, I mean, if you're watching this, you would think that this would probably be like a PG movie or something mm-hmm. in, in the beginning. I would say like PG-13, even near the start. Yeah, like I can tell you that. Yeah, he's in bed with some people. Yeah, and then the movie shifts to the 50s and the aspect ratio widens, transitions to color. Uh, not as whimsical as the first part, you know, starts to feel like an actual film from the 60s sometimes because at this point they can explore things that were considered taboo at the time, like right. that homosexuality. Mm-hmm. And believe me, this dude loved this man. <laughs> I mean, he can't even watch the show. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm watching the show, all right. Because, you know, it's funny the, the, the situation because this is a period where women did not have that much power even when they were, you know, famous women. Sure. If, you know, if you married a more powerful guy, and he wanted to be gay, you better let him be gay because <laughs> and you have to just tolerate. Well, you know, it is a thing where he, it's not like he hid it from her. They, it was, it no, was she no, tolerated yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it was no, no right off the bat. But she told him, she said, listen, just don't parade that shit around. He's like, all right. But when he found a young chap, he's like, oh, shit, I got to show this shit off. I got game. Look at this. Look what I got here. You know how dudes are. <laughs> he make that agreement at first, but you had a party drinking. It's like, well, I, I don't see my wife around here. Exactly. Dudes are the same whether they gay or straight. If they find something that's hot, they're going to they gonna show that shit off. Yeah. <laughs> He found that man is spreading him around the party everywhere. I like how she had one rule. It's just like, just don't, 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 don't parade it out in front and make me look bad. He's like, oh, I got you. Uh, what, what was that agreement again? Yeah. I don't remember. She told him, she said, you get all the dick you want. Just don't show it to anybody. He came in dragging this dude in by the dick. He's like, yeah, look at the dick I got, y'all. And then told her, now keep your distance, but, but there when I need you, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't move. Yeah, man. It, you know, it's... Uh, he flaunted it. He flaunted it, you know. And uh, and so, you know, watching this, Bradley Cooper, he continues to have these, shift, these shifts in tones where it started out kind of whimsy, innocent, romanticized. Then, you know, we start getting into the dirt of his life, you know, the more, what were they, the, the flawed man part. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we get into the 80s where, you know, the movie just kind of, you know, it shifts in tone again, where things start to feel more straightforward. You know, reality has set in, consequences of his actions at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, also, uh, the kids are older and they're aware of what dad is doing. You know? <laughs> and, and it's just, you know, and again, it's the realities of, uh, of, of old age kicking in mm-hmm. with them. So it's just, you know, they, they're not as, uh, it's not as flashy as it was before. Uh, now it's just, you know, it's more static shots. 
Yeah. It's less music and scenes. It's not as you know the sweeping as it was before with the camera angles and whatnot. Uh, you know, I, I man, just from a, a again a directing point from how he takes on so many different styles. I, I I admire the hell out of this guy for that. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. You can't help but, especially to be his second film, to see that like, oh, he's not just resting on his laurels. Yeah, he's really pushing it and going for it and making that kind of movie that that holds your attention. And yeah, as any kind of uh, person who appreciates film, you're just kind of wild by it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, whoever the person is who did the cinematography, he should continue to work with them because mm. that to me was the most impressive thing about the movie. Where I was just, I couldn't look away because I just, I wanted to see what was the next cool shot, what was the next little visual trick he was going to show in there, like uh, the one where they show his shadow against the curtain in the trailer. There, oh, yeah. you see her in the distance. That's my favorite shot in the movie. I mm. thought that was amazing. No, it, it looks like it's almost three different movies put in one. It's all yeah. by the same director. It's, a, it's an amazing feat that he's done here, just from the camera work. Uh, <clears throat> This is off to you guys uh, right now. I'm just going to say each phase works for me mostly. I'll say not completely. Uh, a lot of things hold these tonal shifts together, though. And it's most of the, the performances, man. Uh, first of all, they're all great. Yeah, yeah, they are some fantastic performances. Carrie Mulligan. She was definitely the standout for me. Yo, yo, she's, no, I, she's awesome. I want to tell you how great she is in this role because uh, she's in one of those wife roles in the biopic. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you something, when you're when, when you the wife in a biopic, and the, and, the, and the subject is a dude, you ain't got shit to do but be mad and still support him. Uh-huh. You in his shadow the whole yeah, time. Yeah, uh, cheerleader role is what they yeah. call it. You mad as fuck. You're like, he shouldn't be doing this, but I guess I'll just go ahead and support him anyway. You know, you the whole movie, they just, the women start out cool and they just get bitter. <laughs> and by the time the movie, they're looking like that shit. Yeah. Ain't this a motherfucker? Look at him. Well, it's almost as if, uh, you know, the audience is going like, well, you should be mad at what he did. But he's a genius, so you shouldn't be getting in his way. Let let, <laughs> let, let, let the player play. Let him do what he's got to do. That's what the movie's saying. It's like he's a genius, so, you know, get his back, mm-hmm. even though they're getting dogged out. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's what she is, man. But, I mean, she, you know, her role gets re- gets reduced to being overshadowed, uh, less a character than just being frustrated and looking mad, which happens with a lot of these. But I'm going to tell you, it's, they do something with her in the, in the movie that actually has her come around and gives her her moment. And it's funny, too, because it's almost like the movie knows it. And they're just like, well, shit, I don't know what we can do about this. I'll tell you what we can do. And what they do is they say, well, listen, we know we're wrong, so we're just going to have you hear it from her. She admits it in the movie. She's like, oh, I don't do nothing but support this man. I get shit on all the time. <laughs> Seems I'm attracted to a certain type. Listen, Mm. you know, Lenny loves you. He really does. He's just a man, a horribly aging man who cannot just be wholly one thing. He's he's, uh, lost. I've always known who he is. What? She's like, well, shit, that's on you. <laughs> fuck, what have I been wasting my time for? I know. All this time I've been verbally trying to dance around it. <laughs> you mean, you only let me sit up here and say all that shit, you knew? <laughs> you know what? I'm out this bitch. <laughs> uh, Maya Hawk, who I don't have a picture of, but she's very good. She's Ethan Hawke's and, uh, and uh, oh, what's her Luma name? Thurman. Luma Thurman's uh, daughter. Uh, she deals with a lot with this family, but what I like about her character is that she, she's never bitter, man. She no. actually kind of takes it in stride like I know my family is crazy um, and she's not in the movie that much she only has like a couple scenes yeah a couple really. scenes yeah. yeah but she's but whatever she's in she's actually really good man I oh, mean yeah. you know when people say nepotism I'm like well shit sometimes they just got it man <laughs> you know <laughs> 
Uh, the only performance that really felt forced to me was you showed her there, Sarah Silverman. It was just really, it, it wasn't working for me. Oh, I, you know what? I, I, she normally doesn't work for me in other things. And I liked her in this one. Right, fair enough. Yeah, I let me see here. You know, so Bradley Cooper. Let me just say that I, I like Bradley Cooper. In, in this movie, because some people are thinking, you, now, some people don't think that you uh, that he's doing an impression, especially early on, and you know, t- talking that transatlantic accent and everything. They th- that's that's a little too heavy and it's a little too phony. And I I thought that was by design. I mm-hmm. thought that he was making a movie that was supposed to mimic those films back yeah, then. Yeah, definitely. And, and so that's why he was talking that way. And it actually worked for me. I thought. Listen, I'm saying I thought he was good. I thought he was great in the film. Um, you know, and I, one of the reasons I thought he was really good is is because of the way he aged in the movie. You know, he actually would, he played a different person the the older that he the older he got. So you know, he does a I thought I thought he did a great job. He's been catching a lot of flack though, you know, because people say you know they talking about he's in Jew face because of, of the nose. <laughs> I'm like, well, what? What, what is he supposed to do? Uh, yeah, you're just trying to make yourself look more like the actual person you're you're doing the biopic of. And it's great makeup. I was like, man, fuck everybody with, with that focusing on the nose. I, People I, are always I, looking for something. Yeah, it didn't bother me, but there were moments where I was like, man, he looks like a caricature drawing. Just because of the way that they light it and his nose looks so crazy. Yeah. And to me, I, I sent Corey a picture of it. I, I thought he kind of looked like the guy from uh, Lazy Town. We are number one. He didn't look like good guy. He didn't look like <laughs> that's that's what I was thinking watching this. Well, damn, now that I look at it, I see, man, what thing? Fuck. And and it was funny. I was asking my mom about it, and she hadn't heard about it. And she looked it up, and she gasped when she saw. It. She's like, "This is kind of anti-Semitic, Julian." I was like, "I don't know about that. I wouldn't go that far huh. personally." Right. But I I thought that he looked a little bit goofy. And and to what you were saying with uh, the script. Having that that old style like mm-hmm. that that worked for his performance because he is there kind of talking like this and then they're always talking about things yipping yapping. yeah and then as he went on he became more almost uh, gravelly and effeminate <laughs> so he, he was playing different characters almost uh, as probably Leonard Bernstein did but as far as the, uh, listen y'all know y'all know I I, I I got Jewish people's back man on any kind of anti-Semitism Thanks, man yeah you know this now you know this but I, if anybody's calling that shit on this now come on let's stop that's when. That's when somebody like puts uh, just a smudge of black on their face, and they talk about, "Oh shit, that's blackface." You know, no, no, it ain't. Well, I feel that way, but Julian, being actually Jewish, I I defer to to how you feel. About yeah, it. I I think that it's it's perfectly fine. I can see how people would see that, but I don't find it offensive at all. Not I, the shit, I, you know, I think it looks a little silly. I'm sorry if you on the if you were the authority, I'd be like, oh, "Man, I'm just, arrest me then. Take, take, take me, take me to Jew jail." Because like, I don't see it. I'm, I'm going to defend this. Any Jewish people out there saying that they offended, I'm sorry. I don't think you should be because that was not the intent. Yeah, that's, and, yeah that seems to be clearly not the intent. And yeah, I, I'm sorry. It's it's all about intentions and it's all about how it looks. Now, if he, now if this shit looked like a damn bird beak or something, I'd be like, "Okay," <laughs> right. but I'm I'm sorry. Like, right. Come on. Yeah, yeah, there are some movies, even some that came out this year where they actually are looking anti-Semitic with like giant noses yeah. and stuff. And, and furthermore, I think the, the makeup looks amazing because by the time he was very old in the movie, which you saw at the, you, you saw at the beginning of the trailer, mm-hmm. 
by the time that he's uh, you know actually uh, you know in the later stages in the late stages of his life, I didn't think that looked rubbery at all. I thought that was yeah amazing it's, makeup. It's got so much texture and uh, moisture to it. Yeah, and yeah. The back of his hands too. Even. Yeah. Now I'm, I might just sit back and let y'all go at it because uh, he's been sitting up here, boy. He said, "Man, I can't wait for Martin to get up in here. I'm gonna oh. tell him a thing or two. That, that is not what I said. <laughs> I was just he watching <laughs> watching this movie. I was thinking about it halfway through where you mentioned that you watched it twice. Yeah. I was like, man, I, I, like I'm enjoying looking at, it, but as far as a story goes and the storytelling for me, see I, that that's what you get for assuming from what I said. <laughs> <laughs> So, here's what I will tell you. This is what I will say about this movie. Everything I've said up until this point, I hold by. Uh, Oscar-worthy performances, Oscar-worthy direction, production, all of it. Gorgeous. Uh, I think, for me, anyway, the big thing missing from this movie is I think it's missing what makes Leonard Bernstein special. Uh, I, I don't think it brings that home. Uh, I, I feel like if you're already a fan, this is the movie for you. But if you're coming in kind of close, kind of knowing who he is and you like West Side Story, but you're not already a, a big fan who knows stuff about him, it leaves kind of a big, okay, I guess, but uh, so what? Uh, and I would compare this to, and they're completely different movies, but recently watching um, The Iron Claw about the Von Erichs. Funny, I was going to bring that up too. Oh, were you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Where, yeah, it's about wrestlers. I kind of knew who the Von Erichs were. I'm not that into wrestling, but that movie really like brings you into the world of wrestling and you get a sense of why this movie is being made about these guys. And I didn't get that from the Leonard, from, from um, Maestro. And here's the thing. My saying, I watched it twice. I watched it twice because I went to the screening and saw it. I kept falling asleep in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> when they sent me a copy of it, I thought, you know what? Let's be fair. Let's watch it again. Mm -hmm. And watching it again, I was like, all right, I like this better, but my feelings haven't changed that okay. much. All right. So, yeah, you yeah I mean, uh, I'm kind of in agreement. Like, I think that it's a gorgeous movie, but I think that it fails in the way of just storytelling. Mm -hmm. Because what they do is there's so many times where the movie stops and they're like, man, he did this, he did that, he got all these awards. And then it's just like, all right, I don't see him that, uh, doing yeah. that. Yeah. Like, the characters talk about these characters, but you never see them being a character. Yes. Yeah. Well, see, that is my. It's kind of my complaint with the movie, and it's funny. I was going to bring up, uh, I was going to bring up uh, uh, the Iron Claw because I kind of have the same complaints that I have about this movie as I did with the Iron Claw, where the Iron Claw, I think it told, uh, you know, took its time telling a really good setup for the, this family and, and and their stories and their bonding and even the their curse that they have, and then it started to like kind of speed up and just have the movie in chunks near the end. Uh, I kind of feel this, and, and what I feel is that, I, and by the way, I really like The Iron Claw. It's like on my list of best movies this year, so don't think I'm sitting up here talking about the movie's not any good. I don't like it. I do. I like it a lot. Uh, but I did say at the end of it, I wish this would have been a TV show because I don't, I don't think the second half or whatever part of the movie that felt rushed to me, wouldn't have, wouldn't, they, would have, they wouldn't have done that. They would have had more time to take those segments and expand on them. I kind of feel that way about this because I think when they have, when the movie starts out, I'm not even looking for a real story about uh, Leonard Bernstein. I'm looking, I'm looking at this as sort of a, a romanticized story of Leonard Bernstein. You mm -hmm. know, uh, again, uh, the first part felt, you know, uh, 
it didn't feel like a biopic because of his creative approach. It felt like a story being told, a very romantic story. A man falling in love, a man who was passionate in love with his work. Uh, it felt very fluid to me. And I didn't care if it was exaggerating or telling the truth mm -hmm. or not. I didn't look at it for that. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, this, now, that when we get to the second part, and the kind of moment they hit color, you know, uh, that's when it loses fluidity in me. And it feels like a movie's, again, being told in chunks. You know, it feels more like a traditional biopic. Well, before, it felt like just this artistic vision or this artistic uh, telling of a man's life. Uh, you know, I, I didn't even, I wouldn't even care if I saw the second half of the movie. I just, it would have been kind of cool for me to see this whole thing about how he got his first chance at the Philharmonic, mm -hmm. you know. And that way we could have cut off instead of trying to go, all right, now here's the part where he's, you know, he likes men. Oh, here's the part he got to talk to his kids, you know. <laughs> this is the dick sucking scene. Yeah, here's, the, here's the part where his wife is pissed off now, you know. Oh, his girl knows. Uh, you know, it's just, it, it, none of that, like I said, none of this is really terrible. It just, like I said, it just didn't have the flow. Yeah, of that yeah. Part. Like that, like I said, that's why I, you know the first time getting, I had trouble getting through it. But I was sitting in theater. I didn't have the luxury of going like, oh, let me pause this and come back later. Yeah. Instead, my brain was just like, let's check out for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, and I'm, I'm listen. But everything else is so good in this. I, I'm, I agree with y'all about the story here. I do. I, I would just say that a lot of the most interesting stuff that they talk about in this, it's mm. all off screen. Yeah. Like even mm -hmm. early on, like when they show that first time he's like. Uh, conducting it starts awesome and then it just ends and and it cuts to like the end of it and it's mm. like man that would have been so cool to actually see that whole scene to just like draw that out and really like introduce us to this character but then they they just jump the end and everyone's like man wasn't that great and it's like i don't know I didn't see. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i say it it preaches to people who are already big fans yeah. and go like oh this is his big moment here and i assume bradley cooper is one of those people it would have been i would have been no, i'm just talking about again my movie. I really wish I could have seen a whole movie, and not two hours and not in thirty minutes already. I wish I could have seen like a an hour and forty five minute movie or so about this 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 black and white uh, uh, early part of his life where it felt like an old film. I would have thought that that. But then again, I gotta admire how he went and took on the other parts of the movie and changed the tones with that. I, I really like those parts, even though I don't think they worked as well as the, as the beginning. But I did like them, man. And maybe it's because again, I'm you know I think everything is good in here because it's driven by. Uh, Bradley Cooper's ambition. You know, I really do give him uh, credit for being ambitious and putting the effort. Um, yeah, this is an earnest <clears throat> attempt at making something, mm -hmm. and oh, there's yeah. a lot to like here. Yeah, no, I, I did, I did. I'm and almost just on the ambition in the filmmaking alone. I'm giving this a, a low full price. Uh, wish I could have liked this more, um, you know, and I don't even know if I would give this best picture. I definitely would give it best director, you know, or nominated for best director. Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. give it cinematography for sure. Yeah, cinematography, best director, makeup. You know, I, I would that. And Bradley Cooper's, a, you know, as far as I'm concerned, he is just based on two films. He is one of the best working out there right now. Now we can keep it up after two films. I don't know, but I really do hope he keeps, you know, being this experimental and this ambitious because I do think, you know, even when you don't get a complete great story out of it, there's a lot of good other things in there, man. And it's earnest too, you mm -hmm. know. It's it's, it's it's guys being real, so. Uh, yeah, low full price. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping he gets tons of acc accolades. So even if it doesn't win, you know, get, gets the nominations or or uh, or wins Oscars, that he's still mm -hmm. hungry enough to like want to keep trying and 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 pushing to do oh, more. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he's yeah he's showing himself you know within these two films to be a, a not just a great director but a hungry director, mm -hmm. one who who wants to keep you know getting better and doing more things. And yeah, I, I so much of this I compare to Spielberg. There's so many great. Not just good, but great things about it yeah, that yeah. I wish the overall project 
left me feeling excited. And like I said, I took two stabs at it to get there and never quite made it for me. So it ends up being more of a very, very high matinee for me. All right. Yeah, for me, I, I think that this is, there's a lot, if you love like old film, you'll really get a kick out of this. There's, it has a lot to like, but for me, the tone was a complete miss. It, at the beginning, like about a half hour in, like that that moment right there where they're dancing, that was. It felt like it was trying to be almost like La La Land, mm-hmm. and it, it couldn't quite commit to it because it's it's so many different styles. But I think that the acting is good. I think the cinematography is just stunning. Yeah, like it is. It is one of the prettiest looking movies I've ever seen, but. <laughs> I want to see the movie that you know they talk about, not not what they had here, and and there's just some stuff in it, man. I just thought it was corny, and and again, going back to the tone, like some stuff, it's like, is this a joke? Mm-hmm. Like like random, like the scenes all go on very long, and I thought that the editing was a little bit weak in this, mm-hmm. at least for me personally. I thought that the scenes went on so long until they just they ran the reel emptied, you know. And uh, overall, I think I just have to give this, like, a low rental. I think that there is a lot to like here. But I I don't know. Like, I was disappointed when it's all said and done because it's like, man, I feel unmoved by all this. You know, it didn't emotionally affect me at all. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Silly boy. Uh, Man, you got opinions across the board here. I know. I know. Damn. I respect, Julian. Yeah, there's like weird stuff in this. Like, remember at one point he's like, "Hey, get, get, bring me some milk," and they just they bring him a full carton of milk and he's drinking from it. And no one's like, "Why are you doing that?" Like, <laughs> like, why was he drinking milk? Or the time where he like says to Sarah Silverman, he's like, "All right, I'm gonna go take a big dump." It's like, what? Why, why man, you hate this man that? just for drinking milk, man. <laughs> man. Wait, you you drink that milk, you gotta take a big dump. Yeah, <laughs> see one float into the next. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit, I guess I missed the point. He wanted to see him taking this shit. Yeah. He wanted, he wanted to have the, sit up there with the glass and milk. Talking about this for you, Julius. I, I think Bradley Cooper is extremely talented, but uh, better luck next time. Let this man drink his milk, Julian. Come on. Yeah, the bones weren't strong enough for yeah. me. And the way that they used that It's the End of the World song, I was like, Oh, I'll give, give you that. Yeah, I'll yeah, give you yeah, that. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't yeah, like that part. Yeah. Like they, like they, that. they just snuck that in. Leonard Bernstein. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Damn, can't drink milk. He looks like a puppet man. Come on. <laughs> God damn. Low rental. Damn, you almost on some bullshit. I know. Wow. Almost. I didn't like the performances. It would have been. But the uh, cinematography was just, it's too incredible. Like, technically, like, it's a full price. Everything else, uh, not so much. All right. Well, there you go. Everybody got their different opinions over here. Uh, Shit is, ain't maybe. I'm not even talking about yours. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'd like, actually, I like the, uh, I like the variety right there. I like that. I'm not even trying to be different. No, that's how I felt, man. No, man. Of course, that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to have your honest opinion right there. All right, y'all. Well, let's see how you feel about this one, man. Let's see if we can find something that you do like around. Uh, speaking of poor this things. is really going to tear us up. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I'm very curious to see what people think about this. Oh, so I have a movie right here that. It feels like someone looked at Tim Burton and said, you know what your problem is? You ain't weird enough. <laughs> you know what you're doing. But you I lost it, Tim. Yeah, but I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you weird, Tim. You ain't got it no Sit more. Sit your ass down, man. <laughs> you ain't weird. You ain't nothing. <laughs> you ain't nothing. <laughs> hey, Tim, man, where you been? You used to be weird. Man. Yeah, man. So we got this movie, Poor Things. And 
it's a weird mix of styles and story this movie is. You know, they so they, it's almost like they take the goth fantasy world of Tim Burton and put in some Dr. Seuss buildings in mm-hmm. it. Uh, and they use that to tell the story of Frankenstein, except that Frankenstein here is a grown woman <laughs> with the brain of a baby who goes on to be a strong feminist because, well, she gets really horny and uh, <laughs> and learns about the world by having a lot of sex. A lot, 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 lot of sex out there. Um, and thing is, people, that's just the beginning. <laughs> that's, not even, that's not even the weird part. What is the weird part? Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and take a look at this trailer for Poor Things. And we will do, I, I will, I mean, these guys can do it better than I can. This movie's so weird. But we will do our best to try to make sense of this film and tell you whether we like it or not right after this. This is Bella. Bye, bye. Bella, this is Mr. McCandles. Hello, Bella. Oh, <laughs> 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 set him up. <laughs> he knew she was going to do that. She's an experiment. Good evening. Her brain and her body are not quite synchronized. But she's progressing at an accelerated pace. Tell me, where did she come from? I shall. For it is a happy tale. I am Bella Baxter, and there is a world to enjoy circumnavigate it is the goal of all to progress grow a woman plotting her course to freedom that's delightful slapping the shit out of people, man. <laughs> yeah. So, to tell you more about this film, so this uh, is about Dr. Gordon Baxter. Gordon Baxter is uh, the, the Willem Dafoe character. He, he pretty much is the Dr. Victor Frankenstein in this movie. Uh, he, he finds this mysterious woman and brings her back simply because, well, because he can. And I was, she's, a, she's a science experiment. But he, being that she bring, he brings her back and she has the mind and behaviors of a, of a child, a baby pretty much at first, he decides to be a father figure in her life. Except as she starts to go on, she starts to mature, her brain starts to absorb more information, she starts to learn more about the world, and she becomes a completely different person by the time we uh, reach the end of this film. A stronger person, much more mature person. Uh, not exactly a very mature movie, but no, no, definitely you know, not. No, no. Well, <laughs> you know, it depends how you look at this movie because, for as wild as a mix as this movie is, the acting and the humor mostly remains kind of dry. And if you know this director's work, then that's no surprise. Uh, what's this guy's name? Yorgos uh, Lathamos. Yorgos Lathamos, man. He's, he did The Lobster. And he did actually, now I'm I'm partial mm-hmm. to his sense of humor because I really love that movie, uh, The Favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I apologize for my appearance. I hoped I might be employed here by you as something. A monster for the children to play with, perhaps. <laughs> also starring Emma Stone, who stars as uh, Bella Baxter here. Uh, so, you know, this, this 
this contrast that we have in here with the humor and and this wild style of the movie, you know, to me, there's even it, horror elements. Oh in yeah, this movie, I would oh, say. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Well, you know, you're there. Yeah, you're dealing with you know, like pretty much the story of Frankenstein being you know updated here in a weird way. Except this is a Victor Frankenstein who's done a lot of experiments before we even get to. Oh yeah, the, oh the, yeah, the yeah. Uh, but it's funny to watch. Emma Stone go from this this woman child, you know, peeing on the floor and spitting them out of food and slapping the shit out of people <laughs> to being this character who uh, starts to talk in a droll British accent. Uh, but just because she sounds more refined doesn't mean she doesn't she doesn't stop doing stupid shit, you know, because <laughs> she's still trying to make sense of the world. Uh, we all know that Emma Stone and even uh, some other people in here, Mark Ruffalo, uh, they're they are not British. And Emma Stone has been shown as though uh, to do a, a British accent before pretty well. Mark Ruffalo, I don't know if he has or not, but he he plays a he plays a character in this movie called uh, uh, Duncan Duncan Wonderbird. <laughs> he's a uh, his dude's a straight up cartoon man. He's, I mean, his British accent is bad. He's it, it, it goes in and out. It goes <laughs> in. It, but I'm gonna tell you, I think it suits his character because he's just the. He's just this 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 pervy lawyer. Yeah, I thought he really sold it. Yeah, he did. He did. He's this pervy lawyer that that <laughs> is just just sniffing around trying to take advantage of Bella because he knows that she she ain't right. <laughs> you know, I mean, dude, look at look, look at that right there, man. That. I mean, this dude is a straight up cartoon in here, man. He's trying to take advantage. Uh, he's trying to fuck what he's trying to do. He's trying to take advantage of Bella for her naivete, her innocence, and. Uh, and this accent that he does, man, yeah, you know, it's a bad accent, and I think it's done on purpose because when he does it, his 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 top teeth are sticking out. He <laughs> has an old ratty mustache right there. They they twirl sometimes. Yeah, Bella, I have come to take you and show you the world. And I, man, he. The, the worse that accent got sometimes, the funnier it was to me. And the more, just the more villainous he got in a cartoonish way, just kind of fit the style of what I think the director was going for, you know, just being over the top at a lot of stuff. These two are fighting and ideas are banging around in Bella's head and heart like lights in a storm. Oh. You're always reading now, Bella. <laughs> You're losing some of your adorable way of speaking. I'm a changingable feast, as are all of we. Apparently, according to Emerson, disagreed with by Harry. Come, come, just come. You were in my son. What? By the way, everybody's tired of his ass <laughs> at this point. He's getting on everybody's nerves. Everybody, you know, not just the people on the deck. Everybody on this ship, on this ship is tired of him. Here, baby. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Bitch, I know you didn't. <laughs> it's a self-aware, sleazy performance that fits the character, in, 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 and especially where he winds up in the movie, and it just kept me laughing. And now that you pointed it out, I think that that was something where he was kind of different depending on who he was in front of. And I, I just noticed that hearing him in that scene there. Oh, yeah. No, there's, no, there's times he was more sleazy than others, mm -hmm. you know? Um and I also got to say these performances were further helped by uh, Emma Stone's and Mark Ruffalo's dedication to the role, man. A lot of sex. A lot of sex. I, I say sex. Fucking go on this movie, man. Uh, and it's, 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 it's graphic, 
enough to just not be porn. Sure. Softcore, mm -hmm. almost. There's a lot of sex. There's, there's a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, don't let this old cartoon mustache and these fluffy clouds in the background and, you know, all these crazy things in this movie fool you. It's, uh, it's, it's very graphic, some of the sex that's in here. It reminded me a lot of that movie uh, Nymphomaniac. You guys remember that movie? No, I, I didn't see I it. I didn't see it. Just, I mean, that had, like, porn in it. It doesn't go that far, but this this has graphic stuff where, like, you see, a, if you're uncomfortable seeing penises, don't see this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of dicks up in here, man. No, it's, uh, you know, but anyway, I, how'd you guys feel about the movie, man? It's funny, because the the relationship between Mark Ruffalo and, uh, and Emma Stone, or rather Duncan and um, <clears throat> Bella, just even watching that scene, it reminded me a lot of Lolita. Where mm. you have Humbert Humbert, who is the the middle aged guy preying on the teenager, uh, mm -hmm. even though he's madly in love with her, but you go like, dude, this is fucking wrong. <laughs> but uh, the longer it goes on, the more he becomes almost a slave to her, and and that's that's what happens in this uh, you know over the course of of the of, the, of this story. Uh, and I love how Yorgos Lanthimos, how he started with the lobster that was so. Like, yeah, some people love it and some people are like, man, that's yeah. just too weird. But he keeps getting more and more accessible. And the favorite may have been more accessible than this, but I think the more this goes on, the more I was like, nah, this is this is a movie that, unless you're just completely weirded out from the premise, you can follow this. And it's not so weird that you're going, what? It, it, it's followable. And it's a, it's a great fantasy that pulls you along. Um... And it never loses its aesthetic with so many fisheye lens shots. Yeah. I, mean, oh, yeah. I mean, I thought, because I'd earlier seen and loved uh, uh, Haunting in Venice. And I was like, mm -hmm. man, the Dutch angles and the fish angle, and, and the fish, uh, fisheye lens. But it's like he said, hold my beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the fisheye lens and the peephole shots. Yeah. There's a lot of shots where it looks like we're just looking through a bathroom stall or something, man. But there's <laughs> just so much that goes on with the production in the background yeah. to give it that that kind of painted fantasy look. Yeah. The thing that I liked about it, though, is even though it is like it's absurd, it's surrealist, I still found Emma Stone and uh, what's his name, Ruffalo's characters, mm. to a degree, they had like moments where I was like, man, that is that is relatable stuff. Mm -hmm. Even Willem Dafoe's character, it's like, wow, you found a way to like make this so over the top, but still have real grounded yeah. moments in, in their personality. Mm -hmm. I yeah. love that. Well, you know, I think that's why some of these other performances are so great, man, because all these characters are... They seem very broad and over the top, but they do have like their own inner conflicts or just these these you know morality things going on with them. Uh, like uh, Willem Dafoe is Doctor Gordon Baxter right here. He was you amazing. Know. No, and he looks. Funny thing is, you know, we're talking about this is a Frankenstein story, and he looks like Frankenstein's monster right here. I know. <laughs> it's as if Frankenstein's monster opened his own laboratory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah brought himself back. <laughs> Frankenstein's but, Emporium. Yeah. But he tries to be a father figure to Bella, but he still looks at her like a science project. So it's, you know, look throughout the movie, you're looking at him and wondering, you know, how, how dubious is his character? You know, is he, and where and what is he going to end up doing to Bella at the end of the film? Uh, I also like the, oh, oh, who is this character right here? Uh, yeah, uh, Rami Yasov. He's in love with Bella, but I like the way that he, you know, reluctantly respects her to explore the world. Mm -hmm. You know, he <laughs> I felt bad for him, too. I know. He, he want him some Bella, boy, but he's, he's like, fuck, you want to go for that damn pimp? Go ahead. <laughs> um, one of the most unique films I've seen this year because, you know, at least especially visually. I'm looking at this and at times it almost looked like it's, it's a family film because it's really colorful. You know, a lot of this looks like it's a... 
it's 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 taken from the page of a children's book. Mm-hmm. You know, as if puff, puppy clouds that look like they're on paintings and whatnot. They're green. Yeah, funny creatures walking around like uh, you got the uh, here's a dog, a uh, duck and a dog combined <laughs> together. There's a there's a dog and a chicken put together. You know, you look at this and that's where a lot of the Tim Burton stuff reminded me of. Uh, a lot of the cin- cinematography here. We've already mentioned the fisheye lens and whatnot. But as I said, a lot of this, you know, when I was mentioning Dr. Seuss, you know, you could take any kind of exaggerated uh, image for, you know, architecture and whatnot and, and apply that to here because, you know, a lot of it is very uh, exaggerated to almost looking cartoonish, you know, either like something like you can go all the way from Dr. Seuss to Bioshock, a video game if you yeah, want to. I was thinking like it felt like an R-rated Paddington or Wonka sort of thing. Yeah, it has that kind yeah, of yeah. feeling, you know. Yeah, they, they, all of it's, the, you know, a fantasy fairytale land. You know they're doing right here, and as I said, this director has a very unique sense of humor. For one minute, it might be it might be dry, it might be droll, then all of a sudden it switches to some crazy slapstick. Characters get up slapping each other. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, in the middle of a dining room area. Are they, are they just start? This director loves to see people dancing crazy. Mm-hmm. He did that in The Favorite, man. Mm-hmm. I think he even did that in some of his other movies where people just get up and just start dancing off stiff and silly looking. He, you know, that's his thing now. Uh, he continues to kind of grow visually, even story-wise. But them crazy-ass dances are still going to be in here. Become the very thing I hate, grasping succubus of a lover. Tried many of them off me, now I'm it. To be fair, how how do you dance to that? (laughs) Like that? (laughs) Marcy, how you dance to that? Just like that, right there. God, right when you say, so how can this be silly? And his ass get up dance like Popeye's. <laughs> and it gets sillier. Oh, it does. I love when you start tapping in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hello. Might have you. <laughs> and then I'm telling you, man. Yeah, look, look at this, man. This is so crazy. Dumb. And then, of course, they, they, they start fighting. Somebody in the room starts flirting with his girl, and then they start doing some silly Three Stooges shit. Their repeated blinks at me. I blink back. For polite, I think. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate how Ruffalo's character beginning comes in so suave and smooth. Yeah. And as it goes on, you're like, he's nothing oh, but. I always knew that fool was up to no good. <laughs> but it's one thing to be up to no good, but he's terrible at what he's doing. Uh, and, and, and this is what I mean by Dr. Seuss, man. I mean, because they always got... They always have things in here. Everything's exaggerated, man. I mean, first of all, the the music in here, it always sounds like somebody's playing a broken-ass instrument. Mm-hmm. And then the instruments look crazy. <laughs> look, at, look at this, man. Uh, you know, it sounds like the director is being weird just for the sake of being weird. And believe me, I was this is what I was afraid of because I didn't even know it was the director of uh, The Favorite when I, saw, when I went to see this. But... He knows when to quit, all right? He knows when to stay. He's like, I am telling a story, all right? Yeah, I know when yeah. to stop this weird bullshit, okay? And and he starts letting the characters tell their story. You know, and that's and I think that's 
one of his big strengths right here is like he can be weird and be different and make something unique looking because it is so silly sometimes. It is so visually bold and and, and, and looks unique. But then he stops and starts. He's telling a story and lets the character start telling their story. You know, Bella is a is a great character, I think, and she could have been, you know, that character could have easily been thrown off by all the sex in the movie, which is not a lot of, but, you know, what, what there's is there's it? There's a lot. There's a lot. Okay, there's a lot. All right. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, no, I, let me take it back. There's a lot of sex in here. Because if you're somebody who always wanted to see Emma Stone naked, this is a buffet. Woo! Woo, she down put it all her, out there. Yeah, down to her toes. Mm. Yeah. Ass and titties, boy, all out there. She and she is dedicated. Mark Ruffalo got his dick swinging all over the place. And, you know, and when you, but, you know, that could have been something that could have been a distraction. That could have been something people just, that, that could have been all the talk of this movie. But it's not, you know. Uh, the, uh, uh, the, her odd behavior could have gone too over the top. You know, she walks a fine line. This movie walks a fine line of, uh, of titillation and just complete silliness. And yet, somehow, stays on track to tell this story of what I think is a strong character, who I enjoyed watching watch turn from a, an idiot to a self-aware, self-assured woman. And I was invested in this the whole time, man. You know, w- uh, watching the changes and the phases that she went through, and just what this whole movie went through. And it's, if nothing else, it's, this movie's always taking a different visual turn that's interesting to watch. Uh, <clears throat> look, I'm a weirdo. You know, I like crazy stuff like this anyway. You know me. You, you know me. <laughs> I know, I know. Martin gave me a move the other day like, yeah, you're crazy ass like this. <laughs> <laughs> I like weird stuff like this. But more importantly, you always hear me say this. Story is important. Uh, and he's managed to stick to their story right here. You know, uh, uh, and you know, odd visions like this, they often end up being... <laughs> kick, them, kick them dead in his ass. I like some of the casting in here too, man. Uh... You know, I forget who this woman is, but you know, he brings in characters who who themselves have. Did she very work at looks. Green God's Vaults and Harry Potter? Did she? <laughs> no, I don't know. That shit. I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying she looks like a troll. <laughs> yeah, looks like those. Yeah, those little goblins. Them, them elves. Is <laughs> Gerard Carmichael is somebody that they cast in. He's a comedian. He's, He's very good. Yeah, really. I he was the only person I, I didn't care for in this. I. I, I thought he, I thought he was weak. I didn't think he was bad or ruined it, but compared to everybody else, I thought he was weak. Yeah, and he, he kind of reminds me of the black guy from uh, Miami Connection. From Miami Connection. Oh, that dude. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, does. Yeah. My, my mother. <laughs> my father's black American. <laughs> my mother's Vietnamese. Uh, I, I, I agree with more, mostly with you, Martin, and, and it's only because I think he is good. But I think this everybody in this movie is, is just so out there, and he's the one that's not. Yeah, he's kind of normal. Yeah, he is, and so he just doesn't give. He's not given a lot to do, and he's just overwhelmed by all this weirdness in this movie, <laughs> drowning in it, man. So, you know, I, I, you know, that's probably why I didn't think he had too much to do. But I don't think he's a bad actor at all. I actually like him. One thing that they did that I found really impressive, and I know you hate uh, world building. And I think that what? that yeah you, you hate world building. No, I don't. What's your problem? Okay. <laughs> why would you hate world building? I've never said that. Oh, if anything, I, I've, you've, heard, you've heard me mention. I've just heard him say. Well, he's, he's a okay, then, liar. Then, I'm, I'm sorry. Why are you spreading these hard lies about me, man? I, I thought, I've always loved world building. Okay. Oh, well, now you love world building. I've always loved world building. Don't you listen to this dude over here? I'm sorry. You goddamn I, liar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mistaken. Spreading these lies about me. Well, I just my point was was that this movie I thought they did an excellent job world building while just 
always developing the character. Yes. That was always the point of it. And it was really powerful at some points with Emma Stone's character. Like, the moments where her arc is, like, really hitting its peak. Yeah. And, like, they're developing this very strange world without ever trying too hard. Like, it's never like, look at this town. Isn't it wacky? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, but, it's true. Yeah, because it, they can, yeah, they can take you someplace that's completely <clears throat> fantastical mm-hmm. and then later go to someplace that's very much like, oh, this is this is our world again. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but, but it's all seamless. It doesn't feel like it's like a, a complete break, and it all works within that world. And you're right the the characterization, uh, the character, it's, you know, doing all the character work, it stays there consistently the whole time. Yeah. Don't sit up here and try to use my words against me. Somebody tried to say, we're doing your review of Rebel Moon. You said you hated it because it's just all world building. First of all, I didn't say I hate the movie. And then I said, well, you're not developing your story. Yeah. <laughs> now, listen to what we just fucking said here. You just said it. You said they're, they, you know, they're, they are building this world and everything looks great, but they're telling a story. Fuck you. <laughs> you know what you're talking about. It, it, this is one of the most impressive combinations of style and substance I've seen all year. It, it is just a feast for the eyes. Yeah. No, yeah, the yeah. Brain. yeah, the, the way it, it, it marries style and substance, it makes you look at other movies that don't do it. Yeah. And you go like, you could have done it. You just didn't know what you were doing. And by the way, Rebel Moon was world building from other fucking worlds. Okay? It's just, you know, wasn't building his own world like this movie is. It was like yeah. somebody dumped out several Lego sets and they just kind of built it yeah. from all these exactly. other pieces. Yeah, this fool trying to have a gotcha moment. Well, you did say this. So, yeah, fuck you. You know what the you talking about. Don't try, don't, don't try to come up here and tell me what I said. I know the fuck about I said. I said that for you, okay? Yeah, yeah. You got this person in trouble today. You got to be telling me what I fucking know. I got you, didn't I? Oh. <laughs> One of the things that we haven't mentioned, though, that I saw as an inspiration for this is, uh, like, I definitely agree, Frankenstein, Dr. Seuss. I saw a lot of eraser head in this. Did you? And one thing, and this is just me personally, but... Uh, this reminded me also of Monkey Bone because there's scenes in Monkey Bone that are adjacent to uh, I know I knew I was gonna get that reaction saying that but there's there's scenes there's scenes in Monkey Bone that are that are referencing a racer head. No, don't look at me. I said no, no. <laughs> this is why I said it. Oh this my God, is a new Monkey Bone right here. <laughs> I'm laughing because the first thing you say with eraser hair is like, ooh, that's interesting. Please el- el- elucidate me. Uh, uh, tell me more. And you're like, yeah, it's like monkey bone. Like, oh, well, God. Well, it's, you know, the whole thing of like eraser head being in black and white and just being a nightmare. Uh-huh. And like this has a lot of visuals like that. Like in between us. Uh, like chapters, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's like these very surreal, like black and white, almost photographs, yeah, but they're yeah. moving. And that's that's reminiscent of some of the stuff that is in Eraserhead and okay. some of the stuff that Monkey Bone pulled from. Oh. Like it's okay. like, for example, right. there's right. it, like I sent a picture. It's there's like this one uh, surgery shot in Monkey Bone where mm-hmm. it's his nightmare and he's like on a table and there's like a guy with like a giant eye and stuff like that. Okay. All right. All right. See, I think everybody can see the different unique things in there. Yeah. Where you see Monkey Bone, I see. Man, look at Monkey Bone. Man, I, man, I'm trying to be serious with Monkey Bone. Yeah, you look like Chris Cuomo. <laughs> <laughs> man. 
Martin, Martin treat Martin looking like this right now. <laughs> Listen, I mean, when you see Monkey Bone, I see uh, I see something like you know Tim Burton, a lot of Tim Burton. Yeah. You know, I see I see uh, uh, anywhere from uh, Frank and Weenie to oh uh, the, the, his, what we think is his best movie. Also, you know, oh, Ed Wood. Ed Wood. You yeah. know, with, yeah. You know, just. Uh, and then I, you know, I tell you my Dr. Seuss reference. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I think it's the kind of movie where it's so visually rich that a lot of people can see different influences well, for themselves. I mean, in there. Monkey Bone also has like animals that have like human bodies, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got but you. it's I mostly got you. a race. I, I see what you're saying. Well, just even mm-hmm. the early scenes with uh, Willem Dafoe and Rami Youssef, I I kept thinking about the um, the lighthouse. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and somebody put it a lot of. You can see a lot of Beetlejuice in here, you know. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, some, and somebody meant this in a good way. You got, you got a compliment. Somebody said Julian winning me over, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I, man, listen, I appreciate it. you. Bring no, something no, different. Yeah, exactly. yeah I, I do. I know. I laugh, but it was, I'll, I do I'll show you the. It. I mean, I could show you the picture, but no I'm, one I'm, else would see it. I'm good. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. No, I like that you bring up these things and me none too. of us see. I'm not even saying that you're crazy for that. That's good. You throw something different in here, man. Yeah, what, crazy, yeah, no, man. just caught me off guard. That's all. That's why I said it. I knew that it would lead to some good reaction. <laughs> so I see Racerhead and Monkey Bone. <laughs> True cinema verite, if you will. Uh, <laughs> with hints of Ernest Goes to Jail. <laughs> <laughs> Man. <laughs> the later Jim Varney was a tour de force. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was Julian. Uh, yes, I see monkey bone in here. <laughs> yes, yes, and a bit of monkey bone. <laughs> Uh, so listen, <laughs> I, I uh, bought some good laughs here tonight. Uh, you, you, you bring some, you bring, you bring some good vibes. Yeah, here, you man. do. <laughs> Thank you. No, I'm, I'm being serious. Uh, listen, uh, I think through all this craziness, it ended up being an impressive emotional journey. About the, but I can't, I can't say this just seriously after monkey ball. <laughs> <laughs> If you pull up that picture, it'll right, make you know, it let's worse. Pull up this goddamn picture you're talking about right here. <laughs> yeah, you, did you send it to me? Yeah, I did, and, and I also sent the the clip from uh, Eraserhead right. because I think there is a lot of Eraserhead. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get that. And, and once you see this image, I tried to find the scene, but it's not on YouTube. Mm. There he is. There, there, there's your monkey bone right there. Yeah, that's the scene from Monkey Bone. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's right. There you go. Let's see it. There you go. We were the ones who were crazy. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. you guys need yeah. to watch more film. Yeah. I thought you said you need to watch more <laughs> monkey <laughs> bones. <laughs> yeah, too. That's too. What would you say? Ernest goes. What would you say? Ernest goes to jail. <laughs> Man, it can't even be Ernest Halloween. Ernest goes to jail. <laughs> uh, well, listen. What I was, uh, fuck it. But I like it. I was gonna say it's a. It's an impressive emotional journey about maturity and, and, and self-confidence, but <laughs> it's it's good. All right, I liked it a lot. And I mean, the movie's hilarious, also. Yeah. Like, no, it is a comedy. I, I mean, I, I do think that no matter how weird it gets, the humor is the thing that can kind of hold you. Yeah. The, to it. And we're not even telling you for anybody who thinks we're talking a lot about this. We're not even telling you where this movie goes. This movie goes some real crazy places. You ain't we even even told you the half of it, uh, but it still works. It's and, and it works on all levels. And uh, m- most of all, yeah, it's funny. 
It's funny, and you feel for this character, man. This character really works. I love Bella, man. This character right here. So yeah, I uh, I give this a full price. It is it is on my <laughs> list of uh, top movies this year. Yeah, I know. I have friends who are making out their top list, and they put this on it. And I was late to see it because I missed the screening. Mm-hmm. And finally, to get did you to get the, a screener of it? Yeah, uh, yeah, a link. And, yeah, and it finally came down to, all right, let's see this thing that everybody keeps raving about. Because I've had people say, like, it's kind of weird, so you might not like it. I don't, I don't know. So they put you in, like, all right, we're going to go. <laughs> Love this movie. Um, and the thing about it is, you know, we always say we, we want something original, something surprising. And it does that constantly. It gives us actors we love doing the thing they're, they're best at. Actually, they're doing not just the thing we know them to be best at, but stretching beyond that. Uh, Emma Stone, I think, gives maybe the best performance of the year. It's, it's just, it's the bravest performance. It is. No, it, it is. It, it is. And, and she just completely <laughs> goes for 110%. Uh, I mean, without somebody willing to stretch as far as she does, I don't know this would have worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's mostly on her shoulders. And Mark Ruffalo is, is perfect backup uh, on here. Uh, it's, you know, even with his accent slipping in and out, he just plays like a, a wily e. Coy- e. Coyote level of a foil throughout this thing. And, and there's always that feeling like, Oh, they're probably gonna get rid of him at some point, but it's like, no, he's too good. Just keep him around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they keep him around all right, and they don't even change his clothes or nothing. No, no, no. It's 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 a it's a fun, wild journey where you it's you can't predict where it's gonna go. It's everything you always want to see in a movie. It's a it's a it's a full price. This is one of those movies where it's a, an idea that reminds me of some of the ideas I've had for movies. Like, I'd love to remake Frankenstein. I always wonder, what would that look like if it was really polished? And it's this. Mm. This idea is just so well executed. And I love the script for it. I thought it was incredibly, like you said, it's very brave. And it was very funny. So much so that I feel like I enjoyed this more than people. Because so much so that... At the end of the movie, someone came up to me in the theater, and they're like, "You laughed at inappropriate parts," and that somebody was, did that. Yeah, and oh. that, that was very obnoxious, and it's because <clears throat> early on in the movie they use the R word, and I was like, "Oh, oh my yeah. god!" Oh, yeah, it made, yeah, me, yeah. It made <clears throat> me laugh, and I think that's what triggered the old lady. But she left alone, so like that's why she was mad at me and joined myself because she's sad as fuck. This movie is better than sex, all right, and it's all about the sex. Which she's I, not getting exactly because she's stupid. But and and it's not one of those movies. I I was I was just leaning in full price, but then it just kept going and kept being confidently bizarre, and it reminded me of Monkey Bone, and I was like, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. I also thought that I love when movies use special effects and it doesn't feel obnoxious or yeah, forced. Yeah, right. And it feels so natural. And Emma Stone is just, she's amazing in this movie. And I think that this is a movie that will hold up. And, and the way that they found this to be relatable, it's masterful. Right. Uh, I, better than sex. Definitely worth checking out. I can't wait to see how it does at the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great if this gets nominated for, for best film. So, and also the music was just like it was so good. I noticed it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, no, it's it's definitely it it fits the film. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it sounds like they're just playing playing, uh, playing junkyard instruments. Or something. <laughs> yeah, like it sounds like the instruments are falling apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there y'all go, man. 
Seriously, man, I know we we having you know a laugh at you, but that's, that was actually pretty funny. Yeah, no, you, you bring I'm, you bring some to I'm it. I'm having a blast. Uh, let me see here. It's nice to really enjoy a movie because <laughs> not all of them are that enjoyable. True. Uh, let me see here. Oh, let's go. Let's go read some emails. I don't think I, I was supposed to go to Waco tonight. I left a bag there. And uh, I told my mom I'd be turning right back around Man, tonight. the cartel's going to be pissed off. You can get that bag. <laughs> I know. I know. If I want to live, I'm going to go get that cane they gave me. Yeah, I know it was a mule. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I left a bag there. It's not that important. I can. Get, I think I'm going to just go Thursday and get it. Oh, before you go to London? Don't you need it for London? Uh, Not really. No? Uh, no, I got some. Uh, there's probably some clothes that I would want to wear. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Uh, uh, but I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll leave Friday. Okay. No, do I leave? I better find out. No, I think I leave Friday. Okay. So I could go Thursday and get my okay. stuff. Come back. <clears throat> it's late, so I don't feel like driving back. Yeah, I was going to say, we got to talk mm-hmm. about. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. Tuesday. What we're going to do. Uh, CJ Stevenson, read this. To continue the night of weird comparisons. <laughs> uh Monkey bone nigga, really? That's what. That's what <laughs> Have you ever seen a race ahead? It was a very influential movie. Brendan Fraser has a tour de force in this film called Monkey Bone. I don't know if you heard of it, but uh, he said, I want to give you opinions of how this and Barbie are related. Uh, they both explore the female identity in very complex ways, and the male leads are slaves to the female protagonist. I was curious. Does the fact that Barbie is tied to a franchise and IP keep it from being as great as you guys appraise poor <clears> things? <throat> Would you consider Emma Stone's journey in this movie more interesting than Margot Robbie? Uh, I do find this movie, yes, more interesting than Barbie because it's just weirder, all right? But mm-hmm. but no, I think there's a good point to be made here. Barbie is, uh, and this is a, you know, this is not criticizing it. This is the character. This is what they meant in the movie. Mm-hmm. Bar- Barbie's manufactured. Mm-hmm. Uh, this chick is manufactured. You know, yeah, she put yeah. together. Uh, there's a lot of comparisons to be made for this and Barbie. That's actually very, that's very astute of you. It's funny because even as I was talking about this, saying uh, how, you know, the, the best performance of the year, Emma Stone and how Mark Ruffalo was a great companion to that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I was thinking like, well, they might be my top two. But then I, th- I immediately thought, well, what about Ken and Barbie? Because they yeah. they've been my top two mm-hmm. up yeah. to this point. But this does, you know, I mean, they're both just surreal, almost absurd comedies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just have different styles of doing it, and I think yeah, that, I think those movies have a lot in common. That's very uh, it's very smart of you to notice that. And they address like different angles to it. Like this one, Poor Things feels like a lot more personal. This uh, Barbie feels like it's more like universal. Wide, yeah, universal. Yeah. 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 Uh, C.J. Stevenson, very good observation. But there's stuff in here. <laughs> You're not going to find that in any Barbie movie. <laughs> no, All right, no, no, hell no. no. Uh, Dante Harvey. Hey, DT crew. Fable here. I've been a fan of you guys for a few years. I know you guys grew up with Sanford and Son. Do you remember Sanford and Son? There you go. I want to know what your favorite episodes are. Mine is where Lamont was practicing for Othello. I don't even remember that. Oh, I remember that one. Uh, not as well as many of the others, but I do remember because he, he had to <laughs> choke a, a white woman on stage as Othello does. That, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, one. yeah. Man, there's an episode, and they, I wonder if you can find online because they back then they showed it and they played it in syndication. I remember it, but now it's edited. And I think they shot it, shot two different ver- versions of it. But is when Fred, uh, his his girlfriend Donna, 
she's a caretaker for this other old guy, mm-hmm. and the, and the guy likes her. Yeah, Roscoe and, Lee Brown. Right. Yeah, and and so he's he's getting jealous, and so those two guys trying to compete with each other, and the guy who's supposed to be sick, he just starts doing all kind of crazy stuff, and he gets down on the floor to show some kind of exercise he could do, and Fred Safford looks at him, he's like, that nigga's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You remember, do you remember yeah. that? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I saw that, and I, just, I don't know if that's one of my favorite episodes, but it was one of my favorite moments, because it just shocked me. It took mm-hmm. me by surprise. And they showed it, they, played, they used to play it all the time. Yeah. And now they don't. Oh, do they skip that episode? Yeah, because I saw it recently. Oh. Yeah, he, yeah. Oh, he done lost his mind or something. They oh. shot two different versions, I think. Ah, damn. Well, I wonder if they ever play the, the episode written by Richard Pryor where they go to traffic court. Because it, oh. it's, it's prominent in that oh, one. Oh, yeah, they did. I yeah. just I saw that one not too long ago, did too. They cut that part out. Uh, uh, which part? There's a part where, where Fred starts uh, cross-examining the, 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 the police officer. And he says, now, do you ever arrest any white drivers? Yeah, it's in there. Yeah, it's in there? Yeah. Yeah. And does anybody listen? He goes, yeah, I do. You do? Well, where are they? He says, look at all the people who are defendants. He's like, there's enough niggas in here to make a Tarzan movie. <laughs> okay, that part was not. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that was not in there. No. <laughs> Boy, you didn't drop that word a lot, didn't you? <laughs> well, it's, all, it's only those two episodes, I think. But man, I was doing some charity work at um, at Safe for uh, you know people getting away from abusive spouses mm-hmm. for Christmas, and people drive up with their stuff they're donating, and you know I take it and take it over and catalog it and, and all this. And there was a family that came up, and an old white guy who was the dad of the the guy there, and I think I was wearing a Fred Sanford shirt, and he's like, "Oh man, those old sitcoms." I, I love those. They don't make them like they used to. I was like, no, they don't. That was one of my favorites, yeah? You know, my favorite episode was the one they were in the traffic court. Like, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, they said some stuff on that one. You, you can't say that now. It's like, no, nah, but I know what you mean. Yeah, because they were in court, and they said, I just finished it for him. I was like, <laughs> he, he, just, he just wants some excuse. Was, was it a white dude? Yeah, it was a white <laughs> dude. He just wanted some excuse to be able to say, you know, enough niggas in there making Tarzan movie. I was like, I'm not letting you have that. <laughs> I just, I just, I just said the whole. I just recited the whole that sequence. You know what you should have done. You should call every black person. Room. Hey, listen to the story. <laughs> Look, go, no, go ahead, and finish. What do you say? You guys gotta hear this. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I suddenly forgot. Uh, do you have a favorite episode? No, I, I've only seen like clips here and okay. stuff like that. I, I know the opening theme. Oh, I got my favorite episode, and I saw it the other night. And I saw some of it with you. Well, is it is it what I think it is? Talking yeah. about that ripple. Ripple, yeah. Bring <laughs> yeah. on the ripple. Yeah, yeah I love that episode. And Rollo tried to bring these two young girls, <laughs> and Fred went over there and took them girls. <laughs> ripple. <laughs> yeah, ripple and onion stew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they they just got snacks and this French furniture polish. Yeah. <laughs> <But> rouge au lait. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's probably my favorite episode, man. Oh, mine is when uh, Lamont tried to take Fred out for his birthday. And he Fred made just me complained. Mad. Yeah, I know he makes you mad. Complain about everything. T- took him to see Fiddler on the Roof, and they come out. He's like, whoo, boy, those Jewish people do love to sing. He's like, all right, Pop, well, listen, intermission's over. It's time to go back in. What, there's more? Oh, I ain't going back in there. <laughs> he tried to take a bottle of a nice cocktail. He's like, yeah. I want a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, hey, how would you like a nice old fashioned? Would you call me? He's like, oh, man, it's a drink. Just come on. Oh, no. Okay, well, you did good. You bought me a new hat. You took me to the theater. You got me ass. a sweet drink. You, you did good. Uh, ignorant ass. He's like, ignorant. Yeah, I, I'm leaving. I can't take you to nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Hey DT, this is uh, Manny is my name. I show I got into a while ago. <laughs> I think you better say show, a show. Uh, Manny's my name, and punctuation is not my game. <laughs> our spelling, our grammar. Right? I show I got into a while ago. Horrid Henry has gone viral on Twitter as of late, and I just wanted to show you a clip. Tell me what you think. So he's in the show. Sounds like called. Is he in a show? Or is he into a show? Uh, I think he's. I'm gonna say he's in it. Okay. I'm gonna, I think he meant to say a show I got into. Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Let's take a look. Hard Henry, huh? Not to be confused with hardcore Henry. Right. Mm -hmm. I think I think that I think you you're right, man. I think he he meant that uh, it's a show that he's into right now <clears throat> that he's watching. I haven't even heard of this one. Yeah, me either. is this? Horrid Henry. You're supposed to be doing your homework. I am doing homework. Rock stars homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock stars don't do homework, Henry. Cool. So, uh, I don't have to do homework. Henry, you are not a rock star. And you never will be. So the sooner you get that Jesus. idea... Jesus. This Henry <laughs> Rollins. <laughs> out of your head and get on with your homework, the better. And stop drumming. If I hear you doing that one more time... Bitch. <laughs> Horrid Henry reminds me of me. I used to, used to get on my mother's nerves. <laughs> used to have red hair. Yeah, no, but I used to be a little shit like this kid. And just drop a couple of Ritalin in his, in his milk. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll beat his ass. Right. That's it, Henry. You're grounded. No buts, Henry. You will stay in every night this week and do your homework. What about band practice? The Zero Zombies can't practice without me. Well, they're going to have to practice without you. Well, that's not fair. Homework, Henry. I like the way his hamster's an asshole, too. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, you told that bitch, didn't you? Uh, yeah, he reminds me of me. My mother wasn't quite like that, but I used to get on her damn nerves. I, I laugh at how they try to frame this where, man, she's really being a bitch to this kid. I'm like, just do your fucking homework. <laughs> no, I think he's supposed to be, that's why I call it Horrid Henry. Because uh -huh. he's, he's supposed to be a little shit on the show. Yeah. Horrid. Uh, yeah. Oh, horrid? No, horrid Henry. Oh. Not hard Henry. Oh, I thought you said hard Henry. No, yeah, horrid. Oh, okay. They tell you in the show he's an asshole. Okay. No, mom is right. Ain't nobody trying to get you on mom, <laughs> off of mom's side. Is that a British show? Yeah, so obviously. Okay. Thoughts on Maestro and Poor Things? So my man says here about Maestro. He says, uh, for Maestro, I'm more on Martin's side uh, of just liking the movie but not loving it. The performances, Cooper's direction, production, and cinematography, which is done by the same guy who shot A Star is Born, along with Black Swan, The Wrestler, Iron Man, Birds of Prey, and also Venom. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> And Monkey Bones. <laughs> whoa, whoa, okay. Wait, I'm sorry, right, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but story-wise, I never felt it had a clear focus on the narrative. It would be a matinee for me. It's Oscar bait, but good Oscar bait. Definitely. All right, that's for poor things. Let's see what he has to say about this. That's for poor things. I agree with everything you guys said. Visually beautiful, almost like Tim Burton and Terry Gilliam. Fucked and had a baby. Amazing performances from Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Hilarious and as horny as fuck. Mm -hmm. High full price. One of my top five favorites of the year. Uh, also, have Julian when y'all do Monkey Bone for a bad movie roast, <laughs> which might have to happen. Oh, man, I'm glad I inspired that idea. Uh, there you go. And you're right. Peaches got snubbed at the Oscars. Yeah, that's Best song. It's ridiculous. Uh, did they do Oscar? Yeah, I was going to say, did they do that already? They, they, there's just, 
they've they've gotten to like the next round where like things certain things didn't make it. Some things are still in the conversation. Mm. That's why people are talking about Godzilla right now. Mr. Yasman has some facts about Maestro. I, I actually did hear this first one right here that Spielberg was originally supposed to direct the film. Mm. He dropped out and gave the film to Bradley Cooper after seeing A Star is Born and remained in the project as producer. Spielberg became close with Cooper, so close with Cooper, they casted him as the lead in his next film, which will be Bullet. Ooh. That's right. Oh. <clears throat> um, and let's see here. Yeah, it's an Amblin movie. Yep. Carrie Mulligan, casting as Felicia Montalegre, uh, Bernstein, uh, upset at the Latino community because Felicia is Costa Rican in real life and Mulligan isn't. One of the people who's upset with this casting is John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo's been on a lot of people's asses lately. He's always getting upset, I feel like, about those castings. <clears throat> yeah, he, what was the last one that he was upset about? I can't about? remember, but I remember him getting really upset about something. That's right, Super Mario Brothers. Oh, uh, <laughs> shut up. That was all, he says he, bo- he boycotted the movie because uh, of the lack of Latinos in the movie. Yeah, and he's not Latino, he's Italian, so shut up. <laughs> Let's see here. It depends on what day we say. You know. <laughs> Luigi is Latino in some days. Yeah, in some days yeah. <laughs> he can pass. <laughs> Puerto Rican. Uh, Lenny Domini, Lenny, Lenny Dominguez is back with another picture. Uh, he says he drew, he drew me as a cartoon. Uh, oh boy! But you have to turn your head to get a good look at this. There I am. Right there. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> two tongues. Yeah, there you go. What the uh, hell? Uh, two teeth coming out the bottom. I'm, I'm like, I got, <laughs> a, I got an underbite. Oh, <laughs> okay. I couldn't make. Okay, so, yeah, like, yeah. I think those are lips, though. But yeah, they come out looking like two teeth. Yeah, the nose looks like lips too. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Kind of looks like Willem Dafoe and poor things. <laughs> <laughs> but good job. I always, Face all sliced up. I always <laughs> love his. I always love your pictures, man. I do. Oh, let's see here. I'm not going to look at any trailers, but I'll look at them later. The Long Day Killer trailer. What is this? Uh, Shanawa's Jake. Hi, Corey. There's a trailer <laughs> to a web series that I'm doing. Okay, I'll see what we can look at. It would mean the world to me if you if you took a look. Hope your Christmas is going well, my friend. All right, Shanawa's. You know you, 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 you support, so we're going to support you, sir. And we'll take a look at your trailer. Where is it? Where is it, first of all? I don't see it. Refresh over here and see. Don't forget to say. Now remember, you (laughs) sent that to us, so (laughs) I learned this the hard way. I'm speaking from experience. Trust me. All right, there you go. You heard the man. I know. Speaks from experience. All right, let's take a look. It's funny. I'm told that I'm such a great detective. I'm not even a good one. We have an ongoing case that might interest you. The victim's skull was smashed in with a hammer. Forensics confirm the murder happened earlier in the morning and the body was moved later that evening, meaning the killer held onto the body throughout the day. I have someone, Robert Blake. I'd like you to meet William Peterson. Pleasure to meet you. I've heard a lot about you and your work. There's things in here you shouldn't have. That is how you work, after all. Empathizing with the killers. So, like a gift? We're gonna get this guy. You have my word. You're saying that there are three victims and all of this is connected? 
We're detectors, we need to remain removed. You stole police evidence, hacked into a restricted database, and broke into a crime scene. That is three strikes! Yeah, I had to. Tell me the truth. All the bodies are gonna pile up unless one of you decides to do something. Stop You're supposed to protect people. You can't even protect yourself. Now, every turn I make, I've been blocked. It's almost like somebody doesn't want me to solve this case. Apparently, you're too busy fighting phantoms. Remember your levels. Don't allow yourself to lose everyone around you. And you are done! I blame Metropolitan Police. I blame you. I'm willing to learn from you. Crippling, isn't it? Not a nice feeling when all your bridges are broken. Bloody decent one. It's good enough for me. I've, I've talked to this guy before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so you're the you're, you're the main guy, right? You're the detective. So, listen. Uh, I don't know what the budget is on this, but if this is you know something that's uh, that's independently done, it doesn't look bad. Not it doesn't look bad at all. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Shana Wise. You're the you're the yeah. That's you, right? You're the actor. I mean, if that is good job, man. I I mean, it looks well produced. I got nothing but positive things to say about it. I just want to, you know, hey, keep up the good work, man. It looks like something you see on uh, the BBC. Yeah. I like this. Uh, I like this end right here. My man went, he went Aquaman on somebody right here. Looking. Man, Mortal Kombat move right there. <laughs> nah, very good, man. Yeah, yeah. I think we've talked to him before on... Uh, like back when we were doing like a, a lot of video calls with people. Mm. Yeah, yeah, years ago, years ago. Because I remember that handsome face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, last one right here. Adam Daniels. Dear Corey, I was wondering if you remembered the show Beyond Belief, Fact of Fiction. It ran from the late 90s to the early 2000s. Have you, have, you would be into this. Have you seen this show? Do you remember this show? This show was insane. Was it? It was hosted by the guy, what's his name? Oh, Jonathan Franks. Oh, Jonathan Frakes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't even believe that was a real show. It was a real show. No, I know it was. I remember watching some of it. But I was like, I, I'm having trouble believing this whole thing. Yeah, no, is this the show where he's like totally fabricated, right, or made it up? Is this that or show? Or did I? You know, that's, what he, that's what he was saying. It was, it yeah, was, I was like, John Frakes, what are you doing? He would show you this crazy-ass story, and then at the end, he would ask you, like, I think he'd show you like three of them, and like, which one is real and which one isn't. And first oh. of all, they're all bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was like, all right, I don't care, man. You know, they're all stupid. Shell but, game. Yeah. You pick one. Yeah, I've seen some of that. Yeah. It was an anthology show hosted by Jonathan Franks where five stories would be shown and the viewer would have to guess which ones were real and which ones were fake. <laughs> yeah, no, was, uh, uh, I'd never seen it. And Gertz showed me one one night. 
uh, him and somebody else were over here, and they showed me this, and I was like, this is this is a fucking joke, right? And they're like, no, this is real. And I looked it up, and it was like, yeah, it was a real show, and it mm-hmm. ran for a while. It, it's it's man. It's it's, I the, remember being in syndication, one of those synd- throwaway syndication oh, shows. One of the cheesiest ass yeah. shows I've ever seen. It was, yeah, the the the, the acting was terrible. The framing was all weird. It, it was cheap looking, but they 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 ran for a while. Yeah, I remember one episode. This uh, this dude uh, he he couldn't hear, and he had a hearing aid, and and he was running this record store, and he was about to close the record store, and uh, the thing is about to retire or something. I might be wrong, but anyway, the day that he's supposed to quit, these these two thugs came in. And like, hey, old man, you know, give us the money, or the records, or something. And he, and I don't know what happened, but he got into a physical altercation with them, and he threw his ass across the room, and he landed to some speakers and got electrocuted, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he became the Phantom of the Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the electricity looked all fake. And then anyway, when he came back, they, um, they said something like, "Oh, let's get out of here," and he's like. I can hear. <laughs> I think I saw an episode where a guy was like a stand-up comedian and he was mean to someone and like he, he gets hit by a car or something and then he can't do stand-up comedy anymore because anytime he tells jokes, his legs started to hurt. <laughs> really? Yeah, no, no, that's that's something I vaguely remember seeing. <laughs> Yeah, it was, yeah, that shit was ridiculous. Yeah, we we often thought about doing a viewing a viewing party for some of these because it's so hilarious, man. So there, yeah, there y'all go. We're gonna get out of here now. Thank y'all so much. Oh, who we got in here tonight? Thank you, lesbian burrito, uh, <laughs> uh, lesbian burrito, <laughs> ghost tab, third one, two, three, four, uh, Mikey the man, Austin CK, Jade Eyes, Bug Weasel. Hamilton Hamburger, where the who's at? Your boy Slaughter, Tiberius Monk, oh, Mame, all you good folks up in here. Uh, Kid says, awesome show. G. Colby says, good night. Thank you. Ace Rock says, me. Yes, you. <laughs> oh, thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. Thank you, Martin. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Julian. Thank you, Corey. And uh, we'll see you all in the next one, whenever that will be. Enjoyed having y'all here. Until then, remember, get your tickets for Double Toasted Live in Los Angeles, Saturday, April 27th, a night of comedy, games, and after party. Go to dtmerch.com or go to x1entertainment.com or go to doubletoasted.com and subscribe to our Twitch channel. Get a free subscription with that Amazon Prime account. And that is it, y'all. <clears throat> you know how it goes. The only thing left to say now is kcoolmans at gmail.com. That is K-C-O-O-L-M-A-N-Z at gmail.com. Email us with any kind of questions, comments, compliments, insults, input, and our advice. Hit us up on those social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Patreon. Just type in Double Toasted on those platforms. I'm telling you. It's going to take you where you need to be. Martin, you can find me on Instagram at Martin underscore no Or look for Martin Thomas on Facebook. Monkey Bone. <laughs> I was just going to say, you can find me under the name Julian Mr. Humdinger, all spelled out Julian with an E. Check me out on Twitch. Look me up on YouTube. And if you're using Fortnite, use my creator code, no dog pooping, all caps, no spaces. Corey. Oh, but you let the monkeys poop with you. Yeah. Oh, well, mm, I don't know. Oh, no. no. They throw it at you. They but if they got bones. Ah, oh, people, yeah, you know what? Bring your bones over here to Austin, Texas. Because we love to hang out with you. But we want to know what your plans are first so that we can actually make plans for you. 
So email us, kcoolmans at gmail.com. Let us know what your plans are for us. And just ask you, whether you're moving or just passing through, let us know we'll hang out with you. you. All right, everybody, that is it. Good night, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening to or watching this, goodbye. And stay, stay.